I have a plan. You've got a plan. Yes. First of all, you're copying me from when I said I had a plan. No, I'm not. People say that all the time. It's not that unique of a thing to say. Secondly, I don't even believe you have a plan. I have part of a plan. What percentage of a plan do you have? You don't get to ask questions after the nonsense you pulled on nowhere. I just saved Quill. We've already established that you destroying the ship that I'm on is not saving me. When did we establish? Like three seconds ago! No, I wasn't listening. I was thinking of something else. Oh. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Coffee Coffee Cast, bringing you another episode on another lovely British sunny day. Seems to work in our favour, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, is it the weather's bringing the podcast, or is the podcast bringing the weather? Well, it's up to you, you can... Uh... <laughs> You can make it's one own... of those questions. Yeah, you can make your interpretation of that. Of course, I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm Reese Jones. And today we are continuing where we left off with the MCU. We just, you know, we did an episode on phase one and um, up from Iron Man, the first Iron Man film, up to um, the first Avengers film. And now we're continuing our uh, MCU, um, I'd say, discussion with um, Phase 2, so Iron Man 3 to Ant-Man. Um, actually, quick question. What do you think of this phase? Um, uh, I'm not sure, really, because there's some that I really like and some that I really dislike. I think, so yeah. it's a bit disparate for me. I think it, the problem it had is it's in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, obviously, Phase 3 was, like, the biggest phase. Yeah. And and the phase one was like quite big as well because that was yeah. just setting up everything and stuff. But yeah, phase two is basically like, would you say like filler, really? Did, did you say phase three? No, phase two. Um, I, I mean, this phase. Some, you know, like, like, yeah. I mean, obviously we'll go into it, but sort of. But it's um, all just a setup, isn't it? For yeah, like, phase three, you know. You know they, they needed to do a Thor sequel, they yeah. needed to conclude the Iron Man trilogy. Yeah. And they also needed in, needed to introduce um, the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and Ant Man. Yeah. So you know it was a bit. I mean, oh, I, I mean, know, a bit janky. It, I mean, obviously, I don't know like how planned this was. You know how to get from like, I think it was planned the whole Iron Man will lead yeah. up to Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Um, obviously, they had changes. So obviously, they had Spider Man Homecoming yeah. in, in yeah. as well. You, you got to think with all of the voices going on and all the producers having their say, it, it has been quite successful. You know, yeah. I, I know um, Phase Two maybe is not the, the most. It, it is imperfect, but yeah. it's not terrible. It's not sequel trilogy terrible. No, no. You know, because you, you look at the sequel trilogy. You know, banging on about Star Wars again. <laughs> um, it just seemed like there was no plan, whereas. You look at uh, phase two of the MCU, and there definitely seems to be a sort of um, they're they're chalking up to something. And I know it's quite easy to say, you know, oh well, just because there's post credits, they're trying to include different stuff, so it just seems like they're more interconnected. But I think that they need to tell their own individual stories, but it also needs to be connected. So it was a it was a very hard juggling act. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um... I mean, I would say like some of the films on here are like not my favorite Marvel Marvel films, but some yeah. are, some are here are like some of my favorite Marvel films. I mean, that's that that that's my thoughts exactly. I mean, like yeah. I feel like I was quite disappointed with Age of Ultron, and 
I, I, looking at like now compared to you know after watching all the films up to Endgame, yeah, yeah, I just feel like Age Ultron was. I just don't think it like it was. It, it's not like it important to be honest in the end. Yeah, but we'll come to it when we talk about the film. But um, I feel like it's a bit like out out of place. You get what yeah. I mean? Um. Obviously, yeah. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm not sure if you agree with me or not, but uh, that's what I think. But um, yeah. Um, do you want to get started on this? Yeah. Do you want to just do um sort of our favorite ones first? Uh, let's do act actually. Yeah. Let's yeah. It's just change up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um let's do our favorite ones first. So uh, are we going from like you know well, obviously it would be like oh I chose this because and we will talk about it yeah later. Do you, think I, um, do you think I flow as well? Or yeah, okay, right. So, um, do you want to start? Okay. Um, so, I, I'm going to come straight out to the gate and just say my least favorite of Phase Two is Thor: The Dark World um, in 2013. Okay. Because I don't know, it just seemed like um, at that time they just thought, you know, Thor. They couldn't get it right tonally, and they couldn't get the character of Thor right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to say Iron Man 3, just because I think it's quite a, a lazy conclusion to the Iron Man trilogy. Okay. Um, Ant-Man, because, I don't know, it, it just seemed like they wanted to do a, a quick heist movie. I, you know, I, I, love, I like the character, I like the plot, but it just seemed like there was a lot of problems um, with the story, because it was originally meant to be you know, like an Edgar Wright thing. Um, then you got Avengers Age of Ultron, which I kind of like. Um, and then second place is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. And I just, I just like it on its own, really, as like a, a spy thriller almost, or political thriller. Um, and the Russo direction is very good. Um, and my favorite, I would phase two is, The Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, for right. obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm actually surprised by your list. So like, yeah, uh, yeah, some stuff. I mean, like, uh, would come to mind, but. Uh... Yeah, I can agree definitely with the four Dark World as well. Like, yeah. it's quite, it's not the best out of the four films. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, yeah, the way it was kind of, kind of like directed and the, the story is yeah. pretty much it. Like, um, it was basically just like, I think it was more like filler for like a, setting up a lot of stuff. So, obviously, you've yeah. got the ether and all that. Um, I'll come, we'll get to that when we talk about it. So yeah. my least favorite of MCU Phase Two is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Ooh, yeah. And um, my number, f- you know, after that is For the Dark World. Number four is Ant Man. Yeah. Number three is Iron Man Three. Yeah. And number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. And number one is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I I I, I love this film. I think it's one of my favorite Marvel films and comic it's films. It's very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I think you can see why they uh, they continue to use the Russo uh, the Russo brothers for the uh, direction of the later films. Yeah, because it's just I don't know. It just seemed like they they knew how to direct, especially an ensemble cast. Yeah, and um. Oh, the Russo brothers directed certain episodes of Community where it was like very action packed. So yeah. the one uh, Joe Russo directed the the, the two part paintball one, I think like second oh, season, yeah. where they're like cowboys and stuff, and then like <laughs> and then I don't know, there's a guy with like a paintball minigun that's actually quite like, over the top. But it's like it's like good action. 
scenes for like a yeah. comedy in it. That's, you know, obviously, that's, that, have you seen that episode yet? Yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like, um, but but like, obviously, Russo brothers have definitely made their mark on the MCU, and definitely, I don't think any director in Marvel could do the Marvel film could top them. To be honest, yeah. But you um, will come to them when, more when we talk about Phase Three, of course. So, um, uh, yeah, I'll t- uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is number, number two, but I do prefer Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, any other thoughts before we delve in? Um, no, I, I got a couple of points to make, but I'll, I'll make them when I come to the movies. Actually, I've got a good point to make. Um, okay. So... This is obviously this is now phase two, but this is very much in, you know, the in-universe setting. The then it's like the instant post the incident. So, yeah, uh, incident was basically when um, the event that happened in the Avengers twenty twelve film, and obviously this post incident, the incident, the world changed, and I mean, yeah. Agents of Shield looked at more in depth, to be honest, but obviously. The continuity of Agent of Shield in the actual MCU is a bit all over the place. So I, I, I don't, I'm not really sure. Like, you know, is, have you watched any of the? I watched like, the first season of it, but I didn't really get into it. Um, I don't know. I, I was just really put off. I mean, I saw you know uh, Agent Phil Coulson was in it, but I just yeah. it just never really like appealed to me. Like. I watched Daredevil. Uh, I think I watched the first two seasons of that, and a bit of the third. But I don't know. I just the the rest of the uh, the Marvel like TV stuff never really. I've never latched onto it. You know, I can see why people like them, and I can see why there's a uh, Agents of Shield is very popular. Okay, um, I mean, like I haven't watched the rest of it, but there's like events that happen that like that you know are quite big in that that series but then don't yeah. not mentioned in the actual MCU universe like yeah. in the film so I'm I'm yeah I guess quite I'm quite confused what's happening there but like um yeah but basically this post instant obviously the world's changed you've re- got realization that aliens exist now yeah uh, obviously there's like the avengers exist now people know about them you know and this quite it's quite big and and these these like massive developments you can they, they can follow through all the films, especially the films we see in phase two, some films in phase three. So obviously in Spider-Man Homecoming, people are wearing like full masks, Captain America, Iron Man masks. So you know, these these you know, these Avengers are like celebrities. They're they're known as well. They're not like, yeah. you know, they're not like Spider-Man where got, you know, no one knows who Spider-Man is, like hidden behind the mask. And also, yes. you got you got to realize that aliens exists, and they're quite dangerous. Yeah. And obviously, then that um, it's a massive you know plays a lot into um, in you know, the people of the world, etc. Um, I think, I mean, you know, obviously, events down the line, sort of like um, the Hydra coup, influences all the sort of like uh, agents of Shield stuff. But I just think yeah. that. Uh, the TV shows were restricted because I think it comes into play a lot of like um, how um, in Star Wars especially the films are treated 
uh, as sacrosanct that anything that happens in the films is is treated as canon, like the canon proper. And if anything, say, in video games, in books, in TV shows happens that contradict the films, um, it doesn't mean that it now makes the films non-canon. Yeah. That, um, you know, like... <clears throat> Sorry. If anything, you know, large or anything uh, detrimental to the universe happens in the shows, it can be just probably just down to oh, they're in their own universe now, which I mean, Marvel has done for decades, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, um, isn't there something to do with like the the origin of Hydra's revealed and stuff and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. You're about you, know, you, got, you got to think like why you know if all like these major threats are happening, where are the Avengers? Where are the Avengers? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I'm, I mean, like, obviously they got their own lives to do. They can't like come back. Yeah. Do everything. I mean, like, obviously I got this is one of the issues I got with Age of Ultron, but yeah, to the beginning. But uh, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But um. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, but it's kind of one of those things that's like, oh, they're not available and stuff. I, th- I think it's it's a problem, really, that no one really considered until the really big sort of crossovers were happening. Yeah, yeah. It's like when they started to do the big crossovers in the Marvel comics or, um, you know, anything which is multimedia, really, in that it needs to be congruent and it needs to be, um, there needs to be alignment in in plot yeah and if you know if something big happens in one story it must be um it must be re- uh, reflected or at least inferred in another piece of media otherwise it seems very disjointed i think that was the problem really with the star wars legends material in that things would happen and it wasn't very you know it wasn't congruent with all of the other media yeah that's why it is not canon non-canon isn't it well, I, I mean, it, it was officially made non-canon because yeah, but of the, Disney the, buyout. They are, they are bringing yeah. stuff in from the Legends, aren't they? Like... Um, they, they are cherry-picking stuff like um, Thrawn and... Um... The Thrawn books, are they Legends? Or are they the um, part of the... So the, the original It the Empire books, which uh, featured Thrawn as the main antagonist, Yeah, they are now considered Legends. Okay. Because that, that's when... Um, after the empire fell, he came back and he was sort of uh, fighting the rebellion. But now, um, he was brought back as part of the rebels TV show, and he was um, spoilers. He was defeated by space whales. <laughs> but the Timothy Zahnberg fraud, which is a bit like his origins, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's really can, isn't it? That's not well. It's essentially it's a rewriting of an old book that he did. Oh, wow, okay. So he, he originally wrote the book and it was explained in, um, in the Air to the Empire trilogy and, um, and then later on they did a prequel series. I think it was called the Outbound Flight series. Okay. But um, yeah, so, you know, you know with, especially with the prequels coming out, how this relates to you know, Marvel is how that um, before the prequels came out, nobody knew what was going on before um, before the original films. Yeah. So they originally had to make their own backstories. But now, uh, at that time, sorry, uh, when the prequels came out, all of these new stories came out, which now reflected 
events which were happening in the prequel trilogy. So um, very famous one, obviously, is Outbound Flight, where it was revealed that Palpatine knew of this um, this threat that was coming from outside the galaxy. And as during his time as Chancellor, he communicated with this Chiss uh, officer at the time to fight these creatures before they entered the Republic so that he was kept secret. So, you know, there's all like these big problems, really, with getting all of these artists and all these authors in line, really, with respecting what is canon and what yeah. is not. Because, yeah. I mean, Star Wars has got the story group now, and I have issues with the story group on my, myself, but they do do a good job with keeping everything in line and keeping everything, um, you know, keep, keeping everything on track. I mean, I haven't uh, read any High Republic um, yeah. stories yet. I don't, I don't think many have been released yet. No, but what did, are they treating that kind of, are they treating the property right, do you reckon? Um, the High Republic, mean... is the High Republic just been literally, has it always existed or has this been just made up by no, Disney? This, this has been made up now in oh, wow, the okay. last couple of years because okay. originally... Um, do, of with all uh, legends material, there was the old republic, which is basically thousands of years ago, and it was on about the old Sith wars between the yeah. old Jedi Order and the Sith. Well, uh, that was made that was scrapped really with uh, the buyout. And um, I mean, call it what you will, but I think it was it was basically the story group wanting their own equivalent to the old republic, yeah. and they just rebranded right. it as the high Repu- as the high republic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you you see what, what point I was getting. Yeah, at, yeah, you know, yeah. That, um, I know. I was actually exactly. It was saying. very hard to sort of, I you know, I mean, all, all of the shows. You know, I, I reckon it, it's partially down to um, lack of funding, you know, and lack of development. Really, that a lot of these shows failed. Uh, case in point, in humans, but um, you know, you can write an article about Greece. Could I? <laughs> I would certainly Log. like to because Log. Inhumans is terrible. <laughs> That's a terrible I mean, anyway. Like <laughs> the, the only the only part really I liked is um, Anson Mount's speech that he gives. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it went rayons in it, you know, because he was it because oh, let's get the bad guy from uh, Game of Thrones in it. You know, that's basically why he's in it. Anson Mount, oh yeah, let's get the guy from uh, Hell on Wheels in it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm obviously a Marvel fanboy too, so I did like how they introduced Lockjaw. Yeah, yeah, into it. Um, I don't know. I'm not really that big a fan of Inhumans in general. I'll I'll say we're like I'm a big Marvel fan, but like I won't watch like, everything. I mean, oh yes. I mean, like right, yeah. the thing is coming up. The thing is. Come up now. It got phase four. You got like you know the films and the, the TV shows. I think I've yeah. watched more time into that, but like I wouldn't, you know, I didn't want to spend like watching, spend my time watching like seven seasons of Agent yeah. Shield if it's not connected. Yeah, do you get what I mean? Like, um, I think we can really talk about like the future shows in a future episode. Yeah, but I would, yeah. I would really like to point out first that I think it's it's good now that um, these characters that have already been established in um in the th- in the films are now given their own shows because then yeah. 
not only are they already established, but allows them to be developed further yeah. in their own uh, yeah. shows. Whereas in some of the shows, um, say in Netflix or with Inhumans especially, they were these characters that had to be established on their, on their own merit. And sometimes the writing wasn't there yeah. or maybe the, the character potential was never there, you know. So, but um, one of the things the problem with Netflix, the you know Marvel ones, was yeah. thirteen episodes. Yeah, and those episodes you watch and be like, there doesn't need to be there. Like it's like some of yeah. like filler episodes, definitely, or yeah. be an episode where they're like in a you know like in a building for like the whole time. It's like yeah, okay, and maybe it's like character development and more yeah. you know show more personality, yeah. but you can literally cut. Yeah. I think we'd all better if they cut the show from 13 episodes to 10. Um, I think Disney Plus plans to do that because if yeah. The Mandalorian is anything to go by, they'll make... Sh- See, like The Mandalorian, a short episode. There's not ma- there are not many episodes, but I think with the Marvel stuff, they're looking to go for longer episodes, but less of them. Which I means, look at it while you will. It'll probably be... Uh, yeah. It'll probably be two to three films worth of material. Yeah, because some, some, if you do like a mini-series or like a series, some episodes would yeah. be like one hour, ten minutes. Yeah. You know, Game of Thrones was like that, wasn't it? Where it was ten seasons, yeah. ten, no, ten episodes a season, but some certain episodes would be like one hour, ten minutes. I mean, episode eight was like, you know, six episodes, and like they were like one hour, twenty minutes, weren't they? Apart from the first two episodes. Yeah, season eight was, yeah. Season eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, when we first, when I first watched Mandalorian, it was like only like you know thirty minutes an episode, but then it gradually became like forty three minutes an episode, especially the last two. Yeah, I think that worked well to be honest. Like I, mean, I, I, I don't think I don't think you need like have like episodes that last like an hour each yeah. one. Maybe. I, I don't know, in, in some of the stories I felt there could have been more time to develop the characters because they, they, establish, they establish these characters in one episode and then it's just, they, they resolve the characters in the same yeah, episode. Yeah. So I think they need... I mean, maybe it was Disney Plus being a bit um, uh, cautious over this, you know, the first ever theatrical Star Wars show. So maybe the second series would be more, um, more liberal with, <laughs> with the screen time. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we need to wait to see, really. I mean, I hope they increase the time because, I mean, what are we paying Disney Plus subscriptions for otherwise? We watch know. old films. <laughs> yeah, Simpsons. I mean, episodes, I mean, there's I mean, only so many Simpsons I, mean, I can watch. I mean, like, if you want to, you know, rewatch a Marvel film, still about his podcast, it's all on Disney Plus now, isn't it? Apart from, ah. apart from Homecoming, I don't think it's on there. Um, Isn't it? That's strange. The Sony. Oh, <laughs> damn Sony. Okay, um, let's t- let's start with uh, Iron Man three. Oh, Iron Man three. So this is the first okay. film of uh, Phase two. Came out in two thousand thirteen. Directed by Shane Black, who did. Oh, uh, he he was one of the characters <laughs> in the original Predator. He was a guy with the glasses, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he directed the newest Predator. Yeah, he directed the newest Predator. Yeah. I'm not, which is, I'm not um, really a big fan of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you played the role of Rick Hawkins. Yeah, in and he Predator. directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm, never heard of that. 
Kiss Kiss Bang. I think it's called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And he direct, right. he directed the film with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. That com- yeah. he's that comedy uh, like the the nice guys. The nice yeah. guys, yeah. So you know he's he, what do you th- he, what do you think is direct of in this film? Um, I don't know. I don't think it was very not, nothing too signature. No, about it. No, it was very. No. Um, I think it, it was a bit weird uh, with the two. Two first Iron Man films were directed by um, John Favreau. John Favreau, and obviously he starred in it as well as uh, Happy Hogan. But I don't know. I, I think it was a bit weird how they just plopped him onto the the third installment, and he just needed to resolve everything, you know, with the Iron Man uh, trilogy. And then people, I, thought, I, know, um, I know people want like an Iron Man four and stuff, but I I don't really want that to be honest. Um, I mean, unless you bring, unless you have like an obviously a different character to play Iron Man. But then don't make it like Iron Man yeah. 4, make it like Iron Man something, something. Yeah, I think Marvel has sort of laying down it, you know, the precedent that these characters get trilogies. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, so well, four's got, Iron Man 4's got four, is... four films coming out got now, isn't he? So his trilogy's well, been I mean, expanded. I, I gotta say, you know, Thor Ragnarok was something special. Oh, so yeah, yeah. They obviously they want another one. Obviously, yeah, they want Taika yeah. TT to be in it again. And obviously, so, um, Captain yeah. America is. I think the sequel to the you know, yeah. Civil War is definitely the yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Really, you know? I think um, I think Marvel was looking to get because I mean they were coming straight off Phase One and the Avengers, so they needed to raise the stakes really because they were going from the Avengers, which was essentially you know like this world defying uh, sorry this world ending threat with loki and now they 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 got the iron iron man 3 and they didn't want it to be you know that um i mean they didn't want the press to think that it was quite you know it wasn't the stakes weren't high enough so a lot of it marked and showed um tony stark he was now damaged by uh, the events at new york and he's also going up against now his greatest adversary of the comics, the Mandarin, which obviously turned out to be false. Not the Mandarin, yeah. I mean, a lot of hype went behind the fact that oh, they're, they're now including the Mandarin, and he was going to be play, going to be played by Ben Kingsley. I mean, and obviously it turned out to be an actor, and it thinks Kingsley is an actor, yeah. and then you got Guy Pearce, and it's like. I am the Mandarin. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. Mine's literally, uh, mostly, the, I say Mandalorian in a sec. I was like, uh, the, man, <laughs> the Mandarin the is, um, it's, it's like, oh, he's not a person. It is an idea. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, don't do that. Um, well, I mean, it's sort of weird, right? How like they, they say that and then they automatically like go go back on that with the, the one-off short. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think having the, the, man, the, the Mandarin like, coming up in a new Shang-Chi film. It's kind of maybe... Yeah. Okay, because obviously, I feel like the reason why I put number three, I think is pretty much that reason. Because I'm looking back yeah. now and be like, okay, they're actually bringing us the man, you know, the yeah. the Mandarin. Yeah. So... I mean, I wasn't that, like, peeved, really. I wasn't throttling at the mouth because they, they did a little, yeah. you know, they did a little trick on us and they, you know, He's not the Mandarin, silly. It's like I don't care, you know. I mean, I I liked um, I liked uh, Ben Kingsley harming his roll up as some yeah, like yeah drunken like f- football loving beer drinking Englishman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I love his voice in it, though. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's good. The, you'll never see me coming. But obviously, obviously like, the main villain's guy appears, and he's basically... Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's basically like a rival, like, Tony Stark. It's like, oh, Tony Stark would treat me like shit at a party years ago. Now yeah. I want to destroy his life. Yeah. So, I gotta say, like, that party at the beginning, I think it was in Bern, in Switzerland. Yeah. They just, like... I mean, they just made it that party where he met um, he met the doctor from the first one. Yeah, I said, yeah. I, doctor, for, I forget his name. The doctor, doctor helped him. Um... What's his name? Damn it. Yeah, whatever his name was, that doctor. They just like they just shoved him in there. It's like it's like blink and you miss it, like roll. Mm. And I just thought, like, is that clever or is that just like, you know? Oh yeah, look, you remember that guy? Yeah, but it's like. You know, it's like a bit like it's Star like Wars, isn't it? Eggs in it? It's like, oh, there's yeah. the same universe. The, you know, he's going to yeah. like, there's going to be people there that like we see in other films. It's just like, yeah. also, he, obviously, like developing more by like this universe, like small yeah. world. Like, obviously, yeah. I mean, think about it, like space hasn't really been like we brought in until four, really, isn't it? Whole... I mean, and even then, they they're only restricted to sort yeah, of yeah. Guardians Galaxy, Galaxy uh, it looks more of like the actual galaxy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm three is more of a you know what's happening based on what's yeah. happening at like on Earth, really. Yeah. Same way. Well, I mean, same thing with Captain America. Yeah, I, I think I think what was good with uh, Iron Man three is that they brought in how. Um, Tony Stark did, didn't get off scot free, uh, scot free with um, the events of the Avengers. You know he is damaged now. Yeah, PTSD. You know, and he, you know he suffers from like those panic attacks, and I, I just thought like, you know, like I, I thought it was good how um, he suffers that panic attack. You know, that kid says something, something to him in that restaurant, and he runs out of the restaurant and he, and he jumps in his suit. I just thought that was quite good. I know yeah, like he was going yeah. in there because. He wanted um, Jarvis to see if he'd been poisoned or something, or like something was happening to him. But um, I thought it was really good how, you know, he he uses the armor not just as a weapon, but as armor as, as like not just physical protection, but as emotional protection as well. Yeah, that's yeah. what I took from it. And that how um, you know he, he jumps in his armor because he thinks that that's how he can be safe. But then, you know, especially you see like on the promotional material, the posters is him, and he's not in his full armor. It's like him half armored yeah you know? and, and and throughout the film like how much of the film is him actually in the like a full suit of armor it, it comes down to obviously the main well the main question of the, f- the film is like does the man make the suit does the suit make exactly. the man and yeah. i i kind of liked it but I, there wasn't like it kept you know i like that it kind of went back to obviously like the scene in iron man one where he's trying to survive he's actually building armor so yeah. I mean, like Iron Man two and all the other Marvel films that you know he has been in, he's kind of his armor does all the work. He relies on his armor to like yeah. help him through. Yeah, yeah. but this, I mean... this is different now. This is like it shows that like okay, he doesn't have to rely on the armor to like yeah. to help and him. I, like... And I like how right at the end as well, um, he throws away his arc reactor. You know, he doesn't need it anymore. No, you know? no. He throws it away, and then he says, you know, like, his house has been destroyed now. And yeah. he, he just drives away and he says, you know, I am Iron Man. Because he realizes that, you know, that that's his that's that's who he is. He yeah. doesn't he doesn't need the suit, you know. No, exactly. 
Exactly. And and the, and the world just like knows him as Iron Man anyway. Like yeah. and obviously Tony Stark as well. Um but yeah, obviously it's the idea of does the man make the suit or the suit make the man and having him yeah. come up against like a formidable foe is quite good. Yeah. I mean, maybe you just you didn't have the Mandarin to us at all. They shouldn't have had him I mean, it comes down to yeah. that kind of twist and not many yeah. other people like the twist. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, if you're not a big Marvel fan and you've watched it and you'd be like, oh, I like that twist. But then if you're a comic books fan and you know about the Mandarin yeah. and you saw that twist. I, mean, I, I, I have a love for you know, the Mandarin as a character because I grew up with those sort of like the old um, depiction of the Mandarin as yeah. this. Um, uh, can you say Oriental anymore? You know, like he's this mysterious um like wise character and he's like he's maniacal you know and he's everything about him is unknown and mystical yeah yeah and, yeah you know and he wants to rule the world and all this rubbish. yeah but um i just thought like i i like the direction they went in that you know i mean obviously they kept it open with um the one shot saying that the mandarin's real but i liked how they showed that like the mandarin is like the whole per- uh, perception is meant to goad Tony Stark into attacking. Yeah, yeah. You know, the whole thing was was manufactured by this fella, Aldrich Killian, who had been wronged by Stark. Yeah. You know, he says at the beginning, you know, it was like, you create your own demons and stuff. Yeah. But uh, he, he creates, Aldrich Killian creates the extremist virus, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And that really does not play into the rest of the the films following film does it really. um I, I think i think it's like by the end of the film i think they they say that it's like they managed to well i think it's like tony stark manages to perfect the extremist virus so yeah yeah it, it's it can be used medically yeah so um i think it was like it's meant to be like you know structurally unstable or something and that's why you either turn into a superhuman like fire breathing monster or you turn into like a, a living bomb yeah, you know, but um, that's why at the end he's able to have the shards taken from his um, uh, from his heart because the I think he, I think did they say that he manages to perfect it or something? But you know he he uses the extremist virus. So, but I think in the comics, extremist was meant to be like some sort of suit that he was like yeah, is orca- organically grafted to the to his skin or something. So like you could never really you you couldn't like. You know, it would form on him on will. You know, he didn't have to put like a suit on. Yeah, yeah. And I um, think in, in a way, they sort of went into that in um, in Infinity War with uh, the nano suit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Also, you got Iron Patriot in this as well. So Rose is Iron Patriot, yeah. but he's more like a just. I would say like advertisement, like really. It was like well, yeah, well, this, it's oh, this, yeah, this iron, yeah. iron tech armor. You can, you know, this could be like, you know, the a military can have these, and it's all patriotic and propaganda. Yeah, but um, obviously he becomes war machine later on. So you know, he. I, th- I think it's weird, right? How like in Iron Man two, he's he's essentially the war machine. Yeah, they rebrand him as the Iron Patriot for the plot, you know, yeah. purely for the yeah. for the plot of this, and then. He, you know, somehow Rhodey leaves the military and he joins the Avengers, like officially, yeah, or something. And yeah. then he's the he's the Iron Machine again. Uh, so he's the War Machine. He's the War again. Machine in Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's when he next makes his, and he carries on like in Civil War, doesn't he, and all that. I mean, 
because I think it is it sort of does tie into the I think it's been messy, but it does tie into the whole Iron Man three theme of um you know what it started off with in the first Iron Man, in that you know this is meant to be sort of post nine eleven. What is the state of arms race of the arms race yeah. and arms dealing in yeah. the in the West? Yeah, you know, and, um, and obviously talk and obviously this film talks about um, you know uh, war veterans as well because yeah. people who use extreme violence are like war veterans who like lost limbs. Yeah. Well, you see those people they're experimented on with the extremist virus. Yeah, they, they their war is never done. No, they, you know they they want to be infected so that they can be. Um, physically able again, so that they continue their war. Yeah, it shows like how these people who are infected by war as a disease in itself are never really cured. But um, I don't know how deep they meant to make uh, Iron Man three, but uh, it, that's what right, I took from it. Is it a Christmas film? Because it's oh, set see, in Christmas. You see, it's like I think this is more controversial, but not uh, discussed enough. As the Die Hard thing. Oh, okay. Because I mean, okay. Die Hard no. is. I want it? a straight answer. Is it a Christmas film or not? <laughs> I mean, it, it is. I mean... It is. It's set at Christmas, but it was released in May. So it's wait, did Die Hard. So is it a Christmas, Christmas film? film? Did Die Hard? Yeah, come it, it, it came out at Christmas. Oh, um, right. Let me just check. I think it did. Okay. I mean, uh... I mean, Shazam is a Christmas film, but it came out. I came out in like April. Oh no way! Yeah, so so apparently, right? Die Hard, the first one, was released July fifteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. July. Oh, so that's not. Tech- See, so what, what, what's the rationale for making a sh- film sh- Christmas film? Shall we come to a conclusion? What we just carry over every time we look at a Christmas film now? Yeah, is that it is a Christmas film? W- which one now? I'm have any film that has got the setting of Christmas. It's a Christmas film. It's a Christmas film, yeah. Yeah. But not a Christmas film like to watch during the holiday season, but just a Christmas film in general. Does that make sense? A Christmas film in itself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's not like Elf, which is definitely a Christmas film you can watch on holiday, during the holiday season. But, you know, Die Hard or Iron Man 3 is a Christmas film. It's set at Christmas time, but it's not like a film you watch during the holiday. Yeah, unless you kind of like that like Christmas spirit in Marvel films, because <laughs> I think I'm the only like Marvel film, the M- film in the MCU set at Christmas time. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So the post-credit scene in Iron Man Three has Mark Ruffalo reprising his role he's just, as, and he's just like Bruce Banner, and he's just basically. Tony's been telling his story, and yeah. that's really it. It's not really that important. Yeah. So, do you, you don't really like value that post-credit scene in itself. No, because I certainly don't. One second. Oh god. Yeah. So it was just a funny little yeah. nod, wasn't it? Really. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, like they bring in sort of how, like, you know, Bruce Banner is doctor, isn't he? But it's like, you know, yeah, I'm not that sort of a doctor. It's like. So it's good how it sort of shows how like obnoxious and arrogant is it? You know how yeah. like Tony is. Um, oh well. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Anything else you want to say about Iron Man Three? Or we're good. Um, yeah, I think that's. But... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the twist wasn't really the greatest, and you know, it pissed off a lot of the 
yeah you know the comic fans which i thought i can't stand yeah um oh i I would like to say one thing um so uh guy pierce's character aldrich killian when he's when he you know sort of reveals the answer i am the mandarin all that stuff he's shirtless and he's got tattoos of like dragons all over him (laughs) i thought that was a bit weird yeah yeah, that, that, some of the some of the dialogue in that film isn't really the great, greatest, is it? Yeah, it's definitely like the weakest of the Iron Man trilogy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think it's better than Ant Man, for Dark World or Age of Ultron. Yeah, but um, I mean, look, I, I probably obviously I said I gave it a higher marks, higher mark now because of. They're actually introducing the man- Mandarin in Shang Chi, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm looking at it now and be like, ah, it's fine. You know, we'll forget about that. <laughs> you know, maybe there's consequences. You know, yeah. maybe maybe they want you know like, they'll, they'll reference that when they they'll, they'll say, you know, or like these pretenders trying to be you know like ten rings and stuff. Yeah, you know, because ten rings they are meant to be like this massive terrorist organization. What are the ten rings? They're, each yeah. one's got like a power, isn't it? Yeah. So the Mandarin wears ten rings, and and they, I think they're meant to be some something like power coils, because where the Mandarin grew up, there was like this ancient ship crashed, and um, the beings that crashed there, they were like they looked like dragons. So that's where the okay. whole like idea of the Eastern Dragon came from, yeah. supposedly. So the person who would become the Mandarin found these rings, and they were like power coils, whatever. And he realized that each one of them had different powers. So he wears now these 10 rings and they've got like, well, he becomes a very powerful individual. Where, you know, how close they'll, um, how closely faithful they'll do that for the Shang-Chi film is uh, to be seen. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's weird because, um, would you say the Netflix TV shows are in the same continuity as the actual films? like set in the same yeah, continuity. Um, I like to think that sort of at the beginning they were it's, and then sort of yeah, they went in their own Yeah, direction. yeah. I was then you have I'm surprised you've got like ten rings and then yeah. you've got the hands oh, yeah, the, and then the you've hands, got the yeah. iron fists and yet in none of these actual you know, they never reference yeah. anything else. Like like yeah. the, the iron fists they don't reference the man the the ten rings or you know, they mention but reference a hand. But the hand don't reference like the ten rings, so it's a... yeah. But obviously, that comes up, that comes up down with is a different thing, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think I think it really it sort of goes into the question of how long were they considering um, dropping the Netflix shows in favor of Disney uh, future Disney Plus projects? Okay. You know, you got to think how long were they discussing it? Were they yeah. thinking, well, let's just put some some stuff out at the moment? To just you know to just show that we can produce uh, television uh, small screen stuff, but then in the future we'll make our own sort of um, our own material on the Disney platform instead. So you know maybe I mean they were doomed to fail. Well, the However, you know dark that might like, that might be yeah. You know because I mean Disney doesn't look like they sort of they're going to reprise those characters anytime soon. I mean Daredevil the. the... Thinking of, well, I'll be a future, um, yeah, I'll become under a future, um, film because obviously Daredevil might be in the new Spider Man film, but obviously that's just rumors. 
I would love that. And Charlie Cox love that. might awesome. be reprising his role with Daredevil. Oh, can you imagine? He's yeah. perfect. Yeah. He's perfect yeah. as Matt Murdock. And, he, and he's acted in films before, so it's not like he's yeah. new to the whole film um, stage. But but would the Daredevil tone fit the Spider-Man tone? That's that's my uh, major... Um, that's my major issue. I don't think it's going to make it as darker as it is in the yeah. in the show. That could be yeah. his own separate thing. But... Because you've got to think right as well, like Vincent D'Onofrio is perfect as the kingpin. Yeah. You know, Vanessa. Make me an omelette, Vanessa. Is that what he actually says? No, but like, he loves making omelettes, doesn't he? What's going on? Like, uh. oh, well, uh, what did he say in like, the first season, at like, the end? He said, you took everything from me. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I, just, I just laugh because it's just like <laughs> dialogue. It's actually not bad, but that line always makes me laugh. Um, yeah, let's talk about uh, Thor the Dark World um, now. Okay. Thor the Dark World also released in 2013. Um, it was released... It was like November, October. Yeah, November. Um, this is directed... that's, a, that's nearly a Christmas film, <laughs> surely. <laughs> Christmas on Asgard. Actually, they didn't celebrate <laughs> Christmas on Asgard, did they? No. Christmas on Asgard. Um, that'd be heretic. Yule. <laughs> Yule, wouldn't it? Uh, celebrate Yuletide. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is directed by Alan Taylor. And he's like, he's a quite well-known director for like HBO shows. So he's directed yeah. a few Sopranos episodes, uh, Bulwark Empire, Game of Thrones. He's also directed... Terminator Genesis, which is awful. Uh, awful oh, film. right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, he doesn't write the scripts for his films. He's just, yeah, he's just there to well, direct he, it. He, he works with what he's given. Yeah, he? yeah, but it's, yeah. it's very weird how they chose him to come on and direct it. I mean, Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct this film, but I oh, think right. she had fallen out with Marvel and then yeah. she went off and did. Well, I mean, she's gone on to better things, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, this film's also a bit... I would say... It, this is the ugly duckling. I think it's memorable, not for, like, the best things, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, otherwise, t- it's very forgettable. Yeah, every say. time I hear that for Dark World, like, a podcast or a video on YouTube, people always yeah. bring up, I like, I know this film because it's not. it's probably the weakest yeah. Marvel film. I mean, the weakest fall at, at, the, at the time. I think it wasn't that bad. I think people were, you know, yeah, meh, you know, they, they were very apathetic towards it. They didn't hate it. But I think upon um, with nostalgia now, especially upon viewing uh, Ragnarok, I think people do look back at it with, I don't know, distaste almost. You know, they, yeah, they, they, they compare it to Ragnarok. I mean, I think it's unfair, really, because. I think like at that time, Thor like they they couldn't find the right groove for the th- yeah, uh, Thor films. Yeah. You know, you got Thor right, and it's very janky in that you know they brought on Kenneth Branagh. They filmed it in New Mexico. You know, I mean, they died they dyed his eyebrows for God's sake. You got Thor, which is a bit more. You know, we understand who this character is, like, and, and the the cast of characters as well. But still, like, you know, the villain is weak. You know, and the whole Asgard stuff is a bit janky as well, you know. I mean, um, Tom Hiddleston's just perfect, really. I think, oh yeah, as, uh, yeah. Loki, but obviously he's perfectly cast. It, it also obviously what well, it's set in London as well, which is a bit bizarre yeah. because it's 
it's, I don't understand why. Could, I think you could have set it. You could have set it anywhere. But and it, do, do you realize right? It's all it's all based in like one area of London as well. Yeah, I, I don't understand why it's set in London. Like because what is that area called? Where it's like you got like these really big sort of like lawns. Is it like the National oh, Gre- Library or something? Greenwich. Greenwich, right? Yeah, yeah. So is that meant to be like a thing? Like, oh, Greenwich, because it's on like a, a ley line or some bullshit, you know? Because, you know, like Gre- Greenwich is like the, the zero meridian you, or something? But you could have gone to any other place. Exactly. You, know? you can set it back in America if you want to. Maybe they were like wanted a different... different. Um, I I think that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, obviously, we got, you know, the... Um, Obviously, the main, main main cast from the full film return. We also got more development of like Norse mythology in Marvel. Yeah, like um, oh, what's called like the, the um, yeah, going to obviously is the Dark World like in Norse mythology or is that like yeah? So um, it's one of the nine realms. So in Norse mythology, the Dark Elves come from this place called Svartalfheim, which literally means home oh. of the Dark Elves. Oh right, okay, okay. Obviously, Alfheim's um, where the Light Elves are. That's it. Um, I think you can go to Svartalfheim in God of War, the, the newest God of War No, film? you can't. You can't. Uh, game, sorry? No, you, oh, can't. you can't. No, no, no. You can't even go right. to Asgard in it. But not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, I think that, I think the second sequel to God of War is going to be like a big battle in like Asgard or something, like Ragnarok. I, I think they're sort of planning like the whole thing and they like, they they killed Balder, so the gods want to, their revenge now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, did you see like the the um they hinted that Thor was in like the end? Oh my god, I saw the the, the that per- was great. I saw the perfect comment uh, when I watched the um I watched the post credit scene like yeah um no it was the secret ending around it and like yeah. Thor comes down on the house isn't it yeah and he shows his hammer and it cuts you know and I saw one of the comments on the video was. Uh, it's like uh, four appears, and it's like uh, Kratos. Oh, good! I need a, I need a builder to help fix this house. <laughs> Jesus, you get it? Because the house is yeah. like ruined. Like, uh, it's so funny. I can't, I can't believe they actually went back to that house after all they went through. You know, Balder attacked the house and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, and literally, just, literally, they go then just go to sleep. It's like. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They say like, "Oh, yeah, a storm's coming." We just you know, we waited out. It's like, what? The, oh. the gods are pissed. Like, <laughs> it's not happy. Also, that's, that's that's like a dream sequence, though. That's not yeah. actually happening. But um, um, pull, pulling back to Thor, I think this is probably one of my favorite Stanley cameos. I I'm, I'm yeah. not really a fan of like the whole, yeah. Um... Is that is that the the guy in the he's like yeah. He's like he's in like a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. It's like that's like, a shoe back, please. I, I don't really like like Stellan Skarsgård's character. I think he's quite bland, but like when you know it's brilliant. Like the the joke setup is brilliant. How you know they they have him to explain now the worlds are um are colliding or something, don't they? Yeah. And they use these shoes, you know, showing like how they connect and all this stuff. And then when he's finally finished, he says like, "What is it like? Oh, has anybody got any questions?" And it, it turns out he's in like the yeah, like a psychiatric like ward, and like there's like. <laughs> <laughs> this old man, you know, Stanley, is like, Can I have my shoe back now, please? Brilliant. <laughs> All right. Um, what, a, what a great, like, right. a pure man. <laughs> what do you think of Christopher Eccleston as the villain? Um, Miss Cass. Miss Cass. It's like, why yeah. would you, why would you, was it Malekith the, the villain's name? Yeah, Malekith the Accursed. Why would you use Christopher 
Eccleston. Like, apparently, he hated working on that film, so he's only no work for Marvel again. But like, why would you? Christopher Eccleston hates working everywhere. He hated working for Doctor Who. He said he didn't want to be um, typecast, so he only stayed for one series. Oh, you know, he, I think he's very. Um, he's one of these very uh, like he's obviously like a theatre actor as well, so he's quite uh, doesn't want yeah. to be involved in all, like these. Yeah. Like, but uh, it's weird low how culture stuff. It's, but he was in makeup the whole time. Like he said, he hated yeah. it because the makeup took like hours to like put on. Yeah, and stuff like that. But... I mean, owing to that as well, like you got to think like um, Idris Elba hated being part of this, and and um, uh, Natalie Portman. <laughs> as a matter She's of fact, she's back now, isn't she? Well, only only because uh, she can see like what the Thor franchise has turned into. I mean, like she hasn't even been in. Her career hasn't done that well since, what was it, Black Swan, and then that... I went... think she won an Oscar for that, right? Yeah, she won an Oscar, and then... Oh, no, she oh no, she was in um, Jackie, the film about JFK's wife. Yeah. She's got like, an Oscar for that. But really, she's not been in much, and so maybe she looked at it and be like, oh, I can, I can come back to this film, and I can, I can do four now, yeah. people remember I exist. I mean, you know, everybody wants to be in it. I mean, everyone, everyone knows her from this being Padme, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, Jane, um, Jane. Um, yeah, what's her name? Jane Foster. Jane Foster yeah. is like you know, people a second. If you think of Natalie Portman, you think Padme, and the second is like Jane yeah. Foster. But obviously, she gets the Ether. It's an Ether's like another one of the Infinity Stones. So setting up another Infinity Stone. Yeah. And obviously, she's possessed uh, by it. Um, I think I think it's a bit weird, right? How like they establish like. Um, that all like these stones are like, well, whatever, like they're gemstones, whatever. But except for the ether, literally, because in the plot they need the ether to possess Jin. Yeah, yeah. There's then, literally so it. they can go back to Asgard and then Asgard gets attacked. Then then yeah. they need to use Loki because Loki's in the prison, so they kill off Rene Russo. So then Loki, Loki will help for, <laughs> and then Loki then apparently dies, and then it. Apparently, he, and then apparently he kills Odin, but actually in third well, one, like, he just banches him, doesn't he? They do sort of hint yeah. that he killed Odin, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and then. But I think um, it was like a, a ploy, wasn't it? That like, I don't know, sort of like, wasn't they like Odin like wanted to give up the throne secretly or something? But Loki like just cursed him I anyway. Mean, Odin, Anthony Hopkins in this film, it's like he's just there. Like obviously he's not. He's just supposed to be like yeah. a guy who says, "Oh, you can't do that, boy," you know, and all that. Yeah. And <laughs> but I mean, he's part of the furniture, isn't he? Like in the yeah, first one, yeah. at least, like he was this sort of disillusioned ruler, waiting for like a, a worthy successor. But yeah. now in this, in the second one, he's, you know, what what does he do? Yeah. He does in in a, in a way he, like he, what does Loki he, do? He just like yeah. he just like, he, you know he just shouts and yeah and uh, he's like you can't go against me for <laughs> I won't allow it and stuff like that. But um, what else going to say about this film? Oh yeah, you have um, Chris O'Dowd, isn't it? He's a he's a guy who's oh, in yeah. like one scene of the film. He's a copper, right? He yeah isn't. Does he, does he appear like later on in the film, or is it, is it, is it just that one scene? I think it's just one scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, you've got like Darcy and all that. So, yeah. And then you've got other mean... guy that she like has a thing with. Yeah. They're just boring characters. Yeah, they? yeah. And obviously, Stannis Garsgård, you've got a scene with him like running around. Um, yeah. I watch quite. What's that place? Uh, Stonehenge, naked. 
It's been, oh god, that was best, funny. Yeah. That's basically for comedy laughs. Yeah, yeah. really. But you got to think like I, the films like it's really dark, right? Like obviously the dark world, but it's it's dark. It's not like thematically as well, and it's like they got like these like really like out of place like moments of levity, and it's just yeah. I mean, obviously, like it's Marvel, so they have like you know, it's like a signature thing. Like you got, you got to have like these moments of like relief. But I don't know; it, it seemed quite out of place. Yeah. Also, maybe, um, maybe it's just because of how dark they were trying to go for. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, I've think about Seth Skarsgård as well. Like he's kind of messed up from like being um, mind controlled by Loki in the Avengers yeah, film. Yeah. So that that plays on with that, but really. It's it's just a continuation of the Thor and Jane Foster romance, yeah. and obviously expanding a lot more on Norse mythology and you know in the Marvel with having the Dark Elves in it. Really, that's pretty much it, to be honest. I mean, the, the only the only thing that comes out of really importance from that film is really the ether. It's like introducing the ether. And then yeah. we've got a post credit scene where we are, we are introduced to the collector as well. Yeah, Tanner to Van. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, you know, he's like two yeah. down, one. What was, it, what was it? He got that one. He was like one down, five to go. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously he never gets all the Infinity Stones. Then. <laughs> does he die in? Um, does he die in know. Infinity War? Uh, I think it's in. I don't know. You you never see him actually die. It's an illusion, but right. like. Yeah. Um, I, one little thing I did like, like it, well, it's, it's not like part of the plot, but a little detail I liked was so at the beginning when Thor's um, he's fighting in that battle. I think it's like in Vanheim or something, and like the warriors three are all fighting there. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, this big like Cronin, you know, like that big like rock giant comes <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. And and that's basically meant to be Korg. So in like the original sort of like comic uh, design, oh, that is Korg. Right. Okay. So he, he looks more yellowy. Yeah. Whereas in MCU, he was made to look blue. Well, in the original one, he was yellow. So this character, obviously based off that uh, the character of Korg, he just gets destroyed instantly. Yeah. And that was just like a throwaway reference to the character. Yeah. And obviously, they wanted to bring back that character for Ragnarok. Yeah. I, I, that's something I, I quite enjoyed. Just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw away this character and then just like reprise I, I, him, I, I knew he was in there, but I didn't know what scene, but you just wants that for me. And obviously, like, that's not meant to be Korg. That's just so. No. no. Chrome. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about Thor Dark World? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not great. I'm waiting for the next thought to come out. <laughs> that's it. Um, I mean, like, Ragnarok kind of, well, really restored, like, well, really brought back Thor's greatness and made Thor actually be a good... Because, obviously, Thor's trilogy was the weakest, really. I I heard somewhere that the Thor films were called the boring ones. Yeah, yeah. And Ragnarok just turned on his head. Yeah, definitely, yeah. People now look forward to the Thor ones because he's a badass. Okay, so uh, we're moving on to 2014 now. Um, oh, do you remember when there used to be like two films every year? Oh, Marvel mem- now is probably like oh, four mem- now, isn't mem- it? Remember Marvel? Oh, mem- <laughs> now, now it's like <laughs> now it's going to be like four TV, sh- four films, and like two TV shows, isn't it? Oh. When are the TV shows set to come out? One's supposed to come out the end of this year, 
but everything's mm. been pushed back because obviously ten ten supposed to come out on August the twelfth. But because yeah. of like the constant surge of COVID that's happening in the America right now, they're gonna probably yeah. push that back. So it's yeah. funny because I, I look at like the highest grossing like films of twenty twenty. And obviously, like the highest grossing film last year was Endgame, and it was like two point seven billion. Do you know, um, you know yeah. the highest grossing one this year is? Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, Bad yeah. Boys for Life. <laughs> like, that is insane, right? It's like four hundred and nineteen yeah. million or something. I, I saw um, I saw this video. I think it was by like a red letter media. They basically joked that um, Bad Boys for Life is going to win all the Oscars this uh, <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like. I mean, a lot of films are coming out, but they're like, they're going to like, uh, they're not going to cinemas, they're going to VOD, aren't they? Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously they won't make as much money. No. But, I mean, they, no. they've got to make some money in the meantime. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Tenet's next film wasn't supposed to come out, but then, yeah, you know, I think that's going to be delayed again, to be honest. Yeah. Sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Shall we go yeah, on carry to on to um, Cap- Captain America, the Winter Soldier? Right. You like this? Is, uh, <laughs> this is, yeah, I'm just like, this is such a good film. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, obviously, I said before, favorite film in, in um, phase two, one of my favorite Marvel films ever. I, mm. You know, what I love about this film is it's quite realistic and yeah. it's very much, it's going to a different, I like how Marvel plays into like different types of genres. Yeah, and this is definitely a polit- not the political conspiracy film. Really, like a lot of references to nineteen seventies political conspiracy films. That's where I was going to go into. Yeah, in for it, it was definitely like in the vein of um, like a like a post Watergate fugitive, almost, like a post Watergate world in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fugitive. You also got all the president's men, which has. Um, Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Ronald. Ronald. Um, oh, what's his name? He Not was... Ronald Reagan, is it? No, Ronald Reagan. The other one. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Carr. No, no, I'm talking about the actor, not the. Oh, sorry, uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah, he. he yeah, 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 yeah. You knew what he was on about. He just... <laughs> um, yeah, Robert Redford. Um, obviously, having him using all presidents' men and having him like as the main antagonist in this film was a yeah. quite good like Easter egg throwback to that type of genre. But yeah. It was good, yeah. yeah. I, I think he was he, 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 I mean, obviously like they, they showed him so like how oh, you want him to come off this sort of almost fatherly, um, you know, this caring individual. And yeah. He's he's graciously taken over after um after Nick Fury's been injured. You know, he's taken it upon himself to take over um Director Fury's role, yeah, and it's like, oh, what a nice man. Turns out he's an asshole. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a a Nazi. He's a Hydra leader. But this so, film, sorry, what's your? Oh, sorry, man. It's like just wanted to say, like, what is your opinion of the whole plot twist? Turns out Hydra has been alive the whole time. I like it. I, I do like it. Mm. I think it does really so well. Yeah, and obviously, its effects are the you know. Basically, like now that shield has been destroyed, technically, it's like puts more pressure on the Avengers and stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah, it also makes the world the world a lot more like um, defenseless as well. Yeah, but um, 
I do like it because obviously um, it continues the tradition of Captain America and Hydra, and you know, like I, I do love it's you know, it's basically like talking about Operation Paperclip, really, isn't it? The scientists oh, yeah, who came from yeah. to America, you know, from Germany, you know, worked on stuff like you know, based on real life, obviously, this like well, yeah, NASA I mean... and all that, and they were literally like. Ex-Nazis. They were working on the H bomb as yeah. well, weren't they? And obviously these yeah. guys were like Hydra, but obviously setting up that whole they wanted to make a high that yeah. Hydra. What they wanted to make? They wanted to make like a totalitarian like Um So it was called Project Insight. It was yeah. basically like yeah. um so do you know like minority report is yeah. like basically yeah. they want to detect threats before they actually happen. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. But oh, um also, also, what's what's great is about like in terms of Captain America, like um, character. One sec. One sec. Sorry, Bert. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. Um, yeah. What about yeah, about um, Captain America's character? It's like he's he looks at this and he's like, oh. The first film was about conflict and war abroad, and this is yeah. about war at home. Yeah, internal. It almost war. seems like he's trying to sort of, you know, he he woke up now after the war, thinking that you know everything he's fought for for had come true. Yeah, you know, and obviously like now everything sort of like, you know, everything he's fought for has been in vain almost. Yeah, yeah, you know. And also, um, also, it's like obviously he fought for his government. And he was like, America is the greatest country in the world. That whole patriotism is that. And he looks at it and be like, the government is corrupt. Like yeah. the American government, the Amer- you know, the state isn't like as great as you know he thought it was to be. And it's also yeah. a sign of times are changing as well. Yeah, like he's 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 now in a world where you know. Conflict is through technology. You know, everyone's not. You know, not, not. You know, figures in the government aren't just black and white. They are like you know, yeah. they are playing the strings and stuff. Are corruption and all yeah. that. Also, like Project Insight is, um, you know, going about the whole like oh, governance surveillance, watching you. The whole like, yeah. Obviously, stuff I like came from the pro uh, yeah. Edward Snowden relations. Well. That 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 um the whole theme of government government surveillance and you know, that whole vein, that really wasn't in the public zeitgeist until about a year or so after that film was released. Yeah, you know, and I saw like this um this in- interview with um uh, I forget his name um opposite Paul Feige, and basically you, you were saying like you know these people come up to him, like how how could you like predict this this you know like this is after like. Uh, the Snowden stuff come out, you know. And... Oh, so it came out. Well, that was the film came out. Or you mean when was so like so the whole um, the revelations that he like leaked information. That was after. That uh... was after this, yeah. Oh right, okay. So, so basically, like people before. thought that, like you know, they were almost predicting, you know, like you know, like how how did you know about all like this stuff? And it's like, well, what? Like it it was like happenstance almost, but I thought it was brilliant, you know. I mean, it's always been like a common like yeah common like issue and you know discussion and debate yeah. you know in even like decade before like obviously and obviously this comes under a post 9-11 world where yeah. 
you know, governments are obviously paranoia, anxiety about like another terrorist attack happening on like, on like, you know, uh, you know, not foreign, like internal soil, um, domestic, domestic, you know, a home. And obviously they're using the surveillance to like tap into people and stuff. Yeah. And also it comes under like, oh, you got this, you know, this powerful weapon. But yeah. if it's in the wrong hands, it can be destructive. And obviously that's what, that's what yeah. it is. Like, um, I think, um, I think it's good, really, how like the film brought back Arnim Zola, yeah, played by the brilliant Toby Jones, yeah, and they brought back um, the the Winter Soldier, you know, yeah. Bucky Barnes, uh, played by Sebastian Stan. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. Like, they are like sort of throwing themselves into this almost Cold War esque, yeah. Like political intrigue, you yeah. Know? You know, like things aren't just as clear cut as what, like you know, because obviously you got, especially like in the Avengers, it just uh, sorry the first one, it just seemed like everything was clear cut, and it all yeah. it was almost yeah. from the the point of view of Captain America that he was still from this sort of yeah. idealized time, yeah. Whereas now he's sort of learning that everything is not what he seems. It's not like because obviously he's he's the out of time man, yeah. You know. And you know that scene where he says to um, uh, Sam Wilson, you know the Falcon, it's like was like um, writing down all these things that like he needs to experience. Like he feels like he's almost like he's he's out of time, and he's he's not from this time. He's outsider. I mean, like obviously, people, but he's the most famous yeah. man in the world, arguably. Obviously, that's like, I mean, people come out of prisons and they serve like twenty five year sentence, yeah. and they come out, and the world's changed for them. Yeah. But like, you know, imagine being stuck in like ice for like 70 years, come out, you know, yeah. so much. What distance. would the world be like? You can't yeah. imagine it. Yeah. yeah. And um, obviously this is like his own like version vision of what the Cold War was like, because he's actually, he like was, he was in the ice through the whole Cold War. Yeah. And um, also this kind of definitely links to his, his views on the American government in the civil war. Because obviously yeah. he distrusts the American government from this, and that plays an impact on the whole his, you know, interpretation, yeah. his perception of this, the Sokovia Accords, which I find it really interesting. Um, but obviously, um, Bucky Barnes returning, that was great. And the Winter Soldier um, come back because it's like it's, it's it's a foe yeah. that's on par with Captain America, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I mean, is he hinted that that he's been enhanced as well? Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and yeah, obviously, like uh, Samuel Jackson's back, Scar Johansson. It's I like it to bring back you know those characters because like oh, you talk about like a you know a film about Shield turned to Hydra. You've got to have like Samuel Jackson in there. You've got to have Scar Johansson, um, uh, Kobe, um. Oh, uh, what's her name? Um, from how I met how you met your mother, Kobe Smulders. Yes, yeah, Smulders. She's in it, and obviously then you have got um, Anthony Mackie as Falcon, which I think yeah. is you know ah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, so brilliant. so it's adding more characters as well, whilst yeah. in the back turning ones. So I gotta say, like especially at the beginning of the film, how they introduced the stealth suit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure I can't really recall off the top of my head, but it, it was definitely from like a comic uh, series. What do you think about? Because 
obviously there's so many different versions of the suit Captain America yeah. wears. Obviously, obviously, like Captain America's suit in the first one is all like patriotic and it's, yeah. it's like similar way in Avengers, but this one's a lot more darker and a lot more like it hasn't got like the red, white, and you know, blue. Yeah, it's very much. I think, yeah, I think it, re- it reflected the. the the tone of the film, yeah, on it, yeah. the the the, the, uh, the, the grace, condition the of the world, the greatness, yeah. yeah, 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 and that you know he wears the stars and stripes, but is it the same thing? You know, yeah. is it like the same? Is it like what he remembers? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, and it's been it's been darkened almost by age. Obviously, it hasn't, but it's been darkened. You know, and obviously, as I said before, um, you know, like, earlier on in the podcast about like the whole having the whole post instant, because people don't feel yeah. safe. Yeah, and obviously they're building these. Obviously they're building this like um, whole project, project. You know this. What was it called? Um, was it carrier um, or something? Or the helicarriers. Helicarriers, yeah. and they were there to protect the world. But then obviously yeah. Hydra had a different um, version of it. So they yeah. wanted to have control. I mean, it's definitely one of the coolest like bad guy bases in films. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's called the Triskelion. I think it, it was. I forget the name of the river, but it was um, it's in Washington D.C. Yeah. I believe, on like the river there, and um, it was very cool. And obviously, like that river, and like, they opened up the river almost, and it was like three of the helicarriers came out. Like, oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> and obviously, like Joe Russo and Anthony Russo, yeah, you know their first Marvel film, and then is their first in like four films to make it. I mean, yeah, I they heard, killed it, didn't they? Yeah, I think they're gonna make another one in the future, but I think they, I think they won't have a break for a while. Yeah, with uh, Marvel. But I think um, Marvel is sort of like toning down at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. They're sort of slowing down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the obviously the stakes won't be that high for a while. But um, uh, what's your opinion of the character of Jasper Stillwell? Jasper Stillwell. Um, who's that? who? Who is that? So he works for. Um, shield, wink, wink, Hydra. Oh, that's and, a, um, that's a Phoenix so, character, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, you've got crossbones in it as well. Well, is he's, he's, this is like before he was crossbones? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Robert Redford's character, Jasper Steelwell. Is that is that what he's called? No. Um. So Jasper Steelwell was the he was bald and he's got glasses. Oh yeah, he was in. A previous film, wasn't he? Marvel um, film. I think oh, it was, damn, I, I think, think it's Iron in Man. One of the Avengers. What was Iron Man? I think it's Iron Man two or Iron Man three. Um, yeah, I'm, I think it's Iron Man two. But um, I'm, I'm not a fuss on a character. You, you just you, you know he was a dick. But obviously, yeah. it's actually understandable that he's a dick because yeah. he's Hydra. So. Yeah. He, well, he, um, I think it was like they're trying to interrogate him on like a, a rooftop and uh, they name drop Doctor Strange. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Because Doctor cool. Strange, like the film is like, uh, it takes place around about the same time as Iron Man, the first yeah. film. But you you got to think like how weird it would have seemed like, oh, oh God, are they actually going to make one about sorcerers? Like they can't. It's, it's too weird. They said they said no, about they said about guardians, was, didn't they? They said about guardians. They said about yeah. Ant Man. They said about Doctor Strange. Yeah, really did it. Eh? <laughs> yeah, um, but um, did it. I like how they sort of killed off the character of Nick Fury. Yeah, killed and off the whole you know. um, like when when they're trying to get into his uh, armored van. That is brilliant. 
that whole sequence where like the is it the Winter Soldier attacked? Yeah. Oh, the, the choreography in, that, in the film is so good. The fight choreography. The fight choreography is so good. Well, that um, the knife one. That was actually them, like the actors. They practiced that. Oh, so good. So when like, he throws the knife, he, he throws the knife up, catches it, but it's in a different grip, and he tries to stab um, Cap. That was, yeah. that was brilliant. That's cool. I mean, I do... do you find there's any faults with the, faults with the film? Like, um, any criticisms? <sighs> I... I don't know. Maybe how... I don't know, like how... Like automatically, like he's just some like Captain America is some like jaded, you know, how he, he instantly managed to, to uncover like all the secrets to Hydra. Um, I find it weird I, how, like, obviously, Peggy Carter's in it, yeah, and then you got her daughter, I think, is Sharon, mm. Sharon Carter, and then and then yeah. they and then in Civil War, like, yeah, he you know, he has relations with. Sharon yeah. Carter. It's a bit like yeah. it's a bit, I, I thought it was a bit weird, but like, I mean, there's a bit of a retcon really with the how, yeah, with how um Hydra was shield the whole time in in the first Avengers. Basically, Tony Stark does like a full this some like bullshit like full scan of all like the secret files of Shield. Yeah, and he doesn't find anything weird because obviously at that time they weren't Hydra but they, they weren't written wasn't out wasn't it in the Avengers um, I think you might be talking about this now but like wasn't yeah. the Avengers where like Captain America found like Hydra like Hydra like wrote a tech in like a box yeah 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 but it was meant to be sort of like S.H.I.E.L.D. was appropriating the, the weapons They it wasn't like they were using it themselves or like they weren't using it as Hydra okay you know it was it was, it was meant to be sort of like you know like so you got Nick Fury who was the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he had no inkling at all that they were being worked against from the inside yeah you know and then you got Captain America the Winter Soldier which says basically oh yeah the whole time they were um, they were Hydra I mean I, I, I do like it I like how he was pulled off but I think it was a bit weird how it didn't really connect to the older films yeah yeah I think I, I, I feel like it was Obviously, they want they want to have like any. I mean, they could have had some references and be like questionable. It's like well, why Shield got this and stuff like. Yeah. But I think they want to make wants it to be like a big, yeah. big like plot twist. Yeah. Like a shocker. I mean, maybe that's me me being very nitpicky because in, you're looking in at the event... you're looking at like not from you're looking at back. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, in the first Avengers, like you know, where I said like me being nitpicky, in the first Avengers, Nick Fury does go up in front of the. I forget what it's called, like the council or something. So, like these shadowy figures oh. that you don't see their faces. But they're like so obviously it was meant to be this, like you know, a secret society in charge almost. But they're not Hydra though. Like they all die in this film, don't they? I think they die. That's the thing. Were they meant to be Hydra? Well, they no, they they were shocked, weren't they? About were they? Yeah, because Robert Redford like um, reveals like you know Hydra and yeah. stuff, and he kills them. Hmm. So I, I I don't know like obviously obviously this continues as well because you find that like the whole Hydra Shield like plays about in other films yeah come you know in in this phase and phase three um, anything else you want to say about Captain America? Um, yeah, I think that's right. Let's go on to um, another great film in this phase, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
so I got to say, like, you know, this this film was like acclaimed really because like the soundtrack. Oh yeah, really. it went so well. Obviously, you know, directed by James Gunn, who brilliant direction, I think. And I think like a lot of the characters were really well. I mean, they were just characterized very well. Like you got um, you got uh, Chris Pratt playing Star Lord, which he's was like a Han Solo type, isn't he? Like yeah, yeah. Um, is a big influence in this, um, yeah, in this film. Yeah, carry on. Because um, you've got to think, like you know, these guardians—they're not the same, really, as like the comic book ones. No. They were like, you know, they're they're very different. Yeah, but um, I think they were done very well. Um, I mean, very like star-studded. You got to think. You know, you got Dave Bautista. You got Bradley Cooper. Um, Vin Diesel. Vin you know, Diesel. brought in for one word. Uh, <laughs> um, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. And she was in Avatar, wasn't she? Yeah. So I mean, look, look at us. You got was it like um, Glenn Close is in it. Glenn Close. Peter Safinovich. Yeah. Um, um, oh, you got Lee Pace as well. As, Lee Pace uh, as Conan the Accuser. No, uh, Ronan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who did I say? Conan. Conan. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger next. Um, oh yeah, Josh Brolin as Thanos. So it yeah. a- actually that's good because I'm glad I brought in Thanos because yeah, you need to have a lot. You needed to have a, like kind of a hint is like obviously we knew that Thanos was going to crack the Infinity Stones, wasn't yeah. wasn't he? But I think in this one he became like a palpable threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he said the idea he's sending like his own goon to do his work. Yeah. No, well, like he actually, he actually threatens someone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, he's got that sort of transatlantic accent, which works very well. I think it's weird how like his face changes in like every single film. Um, I think it was just them trying to get the effects right. You know, I mean, they they were still trying to develop the sort of uh, motion capture technology. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's brilliant that every everything Thanos says in these films is very quotable. I will um, bathe the starways in your blood. It was very, very quotable. Who else you got? Uh, obviously, Benicio del Toro is a collector, mm. reprising his role from For the Dark World. Um, that's it, really. I think. I think that's all I'm. No, no, no. You got um, Michael Rooker as uh, yeah. Yondu. That is a uh, good... Karen Gillan as Nebula. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about her. Yeah. Um. John C. Riley. Oh yeah, as yeah. One of the he's, Nova yeah. Corpse guys, and the, and the guy who plays uh, Pete in Shaun of the Dead. He's one yeah, of the yeah, Corpse as well. Peter Savinovich. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I'm taking orders from like a hamster. <laughs> it's four in the fucking morning. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I, I think it's brilliant. Though, like it, it begins like what you said. Like there's a lot of Star Wars influences, but the first scene where he goes into the temple or whatever to get the orb, that is just basically Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, beat for beat, just yeah, you know, and the way he even like he looks at the orb before he gets it, yeah, you know, he's a very you know because obviously like Indiana Jones is like meant to be like not a, a, a truly noble character, he's meant to be this rough like you yeah. Know. Um. Also, the end the, yeah. actually that's a proper beginning. He actually has like a really it's quite like a sad beginning because obviously his mother dies of cancer. Yeah, it's it's like it's dark, you know. Yeah, it's almost like like it's like the beginning of App, you know. It, but it's like it sets the scene as sort of like yeah. this, this, you know, this boy. He's grown up now. It's he, almost like he's run away to get away from the the trauma and the hurt and he, of his and childhood. And it's like he's always running, and like the yeah. and obviously the cassette tape. What, what is a walkman? It's a, it's a coping it? me- yeah, it's is a coping mechanism. Yeah. Is it a walkman? It's a Sony Walkman, yeah, yeah. the original one. Um, yeah, it's a coping mechanism, and it's like it's 
that is what reminds him of his mother. So like yeah. he never he never forgets about his mother. And I think yeah. one of the songs is called like I'm Not in Love. Yeah. Um, which oh. is I think is a song that his mother sang to him when he's a boy. Wow. Um this is in universe. Well actually, what yeah. is your favorite song now? The uh, oh, um maybe Cherry Bomb by the Runaways Cherry Bomb's or good. um I like um I mean Moon Age Daydream. I think by, Moon, uh, I think Moon Age Daydream is my favorite. Um yeah. yeah. Actually I think got I got me today Bowie to be honest that song. Mm. Uh, also you got um Laura Haddock uh, portrayed Oh yeah. Uh, Peter Quill's mother. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it was just you know like uh, unrecognizable, really. She, you know, she was she, meant to be portraying like an ill, Ill woman. Yeah, but, she uh, comes back in the second one, doesn't she? Yeah. Um. Uh, I think like the whole like light tone of the film I, very yeah. it, it, it helps it. You know, yeah, a lot. there's a lot of comedy in it as well, which yeah. which went well. James Gunn's directing is great. Yeah. You could tell he you know it was like this is like you know his. I, this is like I feel like his film was like his child like you get what yeah. I mean like he put so much like heart and you know, energy into the film yeah it was, it was very good yeah uh, yeah. I, I, I do I do like Guardians of the Galaxy yeah I mean, the second one again like I've, I've compared it to the first one not so much but no, I mean I've got Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is just, oh. I found the second one is too much comedy and it was like yeah. I felt like there was comedy in like scenes that didn't need to be comedy and there's yeah. comedy for like just for laughs and it got a bit like yeah, you could tell if you like if you were watching at home or like watching the cinema, and it was like you could tell there were scenes or lines where it was meant to play for like a, re- a reaction from the audience, like a laugh. Yeah, and it's funny yeah. when you hear no one laugh. It's like <laughs> you could tell, like oh, it puts you off a yeah. bit. Like, um, but but I think I talked about it before. Like I think our first podcast I talked about how like the comedy, like I don't like dialogue, which just is played for reactions, like audience yeah. reactions. It doesn't go well. Yeah. Also, uh, well, like, you mean just like Ghostbusters stuff? <laughs> no. Well, what? What? Would, would you say the comedy in there is only comedy? In the just... new one, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like oh, let's just like funny, funnily, or just like okay. So, like, obviously, other, so you know? obviously, films like Superbad, yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny, but yeah. it you know the stuff that happens isn't like for reason. Oh, we're doing this just to make the audience laugh. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like what Final mm. Guns Galaxy 2 was there were scenes, dialogue you could tell that were made just to get a you know, it's like it's one of this I think it's like a film I saw or something, or take the piss where like um where where it's like a cow to speak and then there's a pause and yeah. they're waiting for like the audience to laugh up laughing yeah. and they carry like, on. It's like sitcom stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously sitcoms got canned laughter. Um, yeah. yeah. What is the what is the Infinity Stone in this called? Uh, they call it the Orb. The Orb. I think. Oh, I think it's the Power Stone. The Power Stone. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Ronan. Yeah. Obviously, they all like you know, fight to get it. Yeah. Then Ronan gets it, and he says like, "Oh, I'm going to like kill you, Thanos," and then he, yeah. you know, he dies well, in the dance off. I'd like to say um, one, what you said about comedy. Um, one thing I think Guardians of the Galaxy does really well is that um. A lot of the humor comes from Quill being like almost like a fish out of water. Yeah, but his humor wouldn't translate to like these aliens. Yeah, so he, that's he good. can get yeah. away with like yeah. insulting them. Yeah, or like saying stupid stuff to them because they wouldn't understand. Yeah, the same thing you know with, I mean? uh, with Drax, wasn't it? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
was like you just meant I mean it's like it's everyone's reaction to Quill yeah because Quill is like this stupid earth man you know and it's like everybody just thinks he's just like really stupid <laughs> I think I think it's really good how like they, they're not special in themselves but together they're sort of like you know because they, they're meant to be like criminals aren't they yeah. mercenaries yeah and I think that's why they're, they're ragtag, they're ragtag bunch of yeah, yeah, like ragtag, like a motley crew almost. Mm. Motley crew. That's what they need to put in uh, volume three. And also, it, it goes with um, like the Star Wars, like like you you go into these worlds or like basically like, even like um, Tatooine and you know, Mos Eisley, where it's just these yeah. run down full of like bandits, scumbags, and yeah. all that. It, it goes well, well. Like, well, that's what it's going to be, isn't it? You know, everything yeah. in space is not. It's not going to be some like really shiny and stuff. Everything's no. going to be like. I mean, there's certain worlds are like you know. that, but other other ones, it's like black markets, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you're like nowhere, isn't it? Isn't it? Where like they go to like some bar and and it's like they're drinking and they're betting on stuff, you know? Yeah. I I don't know. I like I like they just like they're trying to get along, you know. And, and obviously, I think Groot was um was instrumental really in in bringing like the I don't know bring bringing the character really sort of like to be a success. Obviously, it worked more in uh, Volume Two with Baby Groot, but I think in the first one. Is just he was still sort of like childlike and innocent. Yeah, you know, I mean, his, his face did a lot to sort of uh, convey emotion. Anyway, I, I, I mean, you could only say one word, but you know, I do love I how it in the collector's like collection, it's Howard the Duck. It's like yeah. it's like oh, he's in the universe. Just yeah, I think that was quite <laughs> fun. How in those scenes you could like pick out different things. You know, it was meant to be like uh, the cocoon for. Um, Adam Warlock was there. I think there was a Chitauri there. Um, a Dark Elf, I think, was there. You know, so it was, yeah. it was really very fun, like trying to pick out these things. Yeah, and you got um, Howard the Duck, voiced by Seth Green. Seth Green, yeah, yeah. He makes an appearance in like the final battle in in game. Yeah, <laughs> it's so. Funny. I mean, I I think they should just reduce that character to, to just that role. I don't yeah, think yeah, it, you know. Because, I mean, if, if oh, the old Howard the Duck films anything... We, we'll, be, we'll be watching that for our um, <laughs> upcoming series, haven't we? Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> so bad. Fun. Wasn't there someone like Duck, duck Breast or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was very strange. I mean, it was made in the 80s, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um... So, um, one thing, like a little like anecdote, very, very short, would be... Um, so Chris Pratt was um, suggested by some people to play uh, Star Lord, and James Gunn said, "Who the fat guy from uh, Parks and Rec?" Yeah, have you seen the film called Delivery Man? He's like the yeah, Vince yeah. Vaughn's best friend. He's like big. Yeah, <laughs> he's massive. Like, he's ripped. Yeah. He's ripped in this film, and he can. Well, yeah. he did it for the film, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And it, and it's very like he's big, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love him in Parks and Rec, but. See, he's yeah. great. In, in I, I think it's good though. Like in 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 the film, like Star Lord, like his hair is is very much like seventies. Like he's got like the he's got the sideburns and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, he's like he's a he's a cowboy. He's like he's not a modern man, really. He's no. he's been plucked straight from the seventies and eighties. Yeah. So he's living life just like like um, it's like it's like it's, it's, it's he's Flash Gordon if he was made in the eighties. Yeah, it's comparison you know. with Captain America. Yeah, who had to change? Quill doesn't yeah. because he's 
he's yeah. still the same. He still yeah. like come from an eighty setting. Hmm. In compar- in, you know, in contrast with Captain America, who has to adapt and get move away from like the forty setting he's he's from. You got yeah. me. Yeah, but I think um, I think that sort of setting is also a coping mechanism. Like that's yeah. the only thing he knows. Yeah, but like home is like like all these like uh, pop culture references. You know, he says like you know. What is it? Some like Maltese Falcon, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark sort of yeah. vibes. Like that's all he's got. You know, like that's all he's got really from home. That and also the uh, oh, the references to like Foot, Footloose and it's like yeah. Kevin Bacon or uh, yeah. I I do like that. I do I do like I do like that. It's good because you've got to think right. He's looking at it through rose tinted glasses. Yeah. He's never, he hasn't seen these films in decades, so he, he's almost like half remembering everything. And also, that plays in like the whole like the reemergence of eighties influence that came around in like yeah around that time. I think yeah, because yeah. I think the year after that you had no, was it twenty seventeen? Was it Strange Things? Oh um, um, no, no, that was twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, you had um, you had Stranger Things. So. And obviously, then you had the It films out like later on. So, that, yeah. you know, there's always that re- reemergence of like 80s set yeah. influences and stuff, references. Yeah. All right. Uh, trying to think of anything else I could say about Guardians. I, yeah. I think uh, Ronan falls victim to the, the Marvel yeah, yeah, like, actually, uh, antagonist. This, this is good because um, we talked about this last. Um, Last time, really. it's good yeah. to bring up now. Like, um, yeah, Guy Pierce's character in um, I'm Free, Malekith in um, in For the Dark World, Ronin, and obviously as well, um, coming up Ant Man. Like, um, yeah. what's his name? Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. You know, the, the characters that need to be there just to fight, like a, yeah. the, the hero, and then they yeah, die. they're almost like villains of the week. The huh? only difference is I will find with the Winter Soldier is the Winter Soldier because that's Bucky. Yeah. Like he's more yeah. developed then. I mean, like Ronald Reagan's character is just you know he's there to be like the the actual baddie of that film. <laughs> yeah, the real baddie is the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but it also like he's conflicted, isn't he? It's like he didn't kill um, uh, Captain America. You know, he saved him. You know, yeah. Whereas, yeah, you got like Rowan, and it was just like, he, was he meant to be just some like religious zealot or something? He, he, he is a Kree fanatic. Yeah, yeah, he's basically the guy before Thanos. You couldn't, in this film, you couldn't have the Guardians go up against Thanos. Really. Yeah. They need to have someone yeah. to go up against that was maybe a bit a bit more powerful than them, but yeah. they can still defeat them. Like, the idea is like, you need somebody. If you've got like a gang of, a group of like obviously same with the um avengers you got a group of like superheroes or like you know warriors or something yeah. you can have you need to have like a baddie which can actually be quite a challenge for like all of them yeah you know i mean yeah. not like somebody that like you know or you can like you know defeat in like one minute because but obviously when he gets the power stone he's like a lot more powerful as well yeah um, um... I think that's it, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guards of Galaxy, great film. Looking forward to Volume Three. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to the second Avengers film. Came out in 2015, directed again by Josh Whedon. Avengers: Age of Ultron. 
And I've I got mean, a lot to say about this film. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Age of Ultron is quite... I'd say it's like, they tried to do a lot, but I mean, Avengers Age of Ultron, and it only lasted like, what, a few days? <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, the age. Yeah. I, I'm not really a fan of like these Joss Whedon-directed stuff. Apparently, after I heard about him and what he's done did on the set of Justice League, apparently, like, he's yeah. quite like an abusive yeah. director. I'm thinking, like, what was he like directing these yeah. films? I, I think he's just got a big ego. Yeah. And I think it was yeah. it was the fact that it was almost like he, he needed to come in to clean up after Snyder. Yeah. That's, like, what he thought but, it was. But one of both looked at him, but, like, oh, this guy directed two Avengers films. They both made, like, yeah. over a billion. Let's bring him back, and he can do the same with Justice League. But yeah. it didn't work. Josh Whedon, I felt like he just didn't want to do his film. He just, he was just, Disney were like, we'll pay you a lot of money to do his film. So he did it. Yeah. Um, obviously, James Spader does a good performance as Ultron, but oh, yeah. Right. I mean, another thing comes. Right. Yeah. This comes up. This is a problem. Okay. So you introduce Thanos in the post-credits scene of yeah. Avengers, the first Avengers film, and then he obviously is a main villain in Infinity War and Endgame. But obviously, to you know, he's he's another Avengers film. Yeah. Before that. Because obviously people want another Avengers film like before that, you know, before um, Infinity War. And you need to have, okay, Thanos is out there, but we need to have a villain to be standby in this time and then get to Thanos. So who can we get? Oh, Ultron. He's a quite big, powerful villain from the comics and we can time in there. But I feel like Ultron could have been a villain that could have lasted a couple more films. Yeah, I mean, they sort of re, um, they rewritten, sorry, they rewrote his sort of backstory. Yeah, like, yeah. Ultron was meant to be created by Hank Pym, so yeah. the original um, Ant Man. But obviously, I think, you know, obviously it fit more um, with, you know, the idea that Tony Stark is obsessed with sort of protecting people, protecting the world. So what's, what's more natural than that than, well, what he says, you know, building a suit of armor around the world, you know? It seemed more like it fit. This film, I don't. I, I think it was quite. I don't know, like haphazard. How they just like thought, yeah, we need to put Ultron in it, but we don't know how. Yeah, yeah, and and um, I feel, like I feel like obviously this film sets up the events in Civil War with Sokovia yeah. Courts. Obviously, it's set on the third act of Sokovia, and it's really a bit over the top with the whole like. City being like risen in the sky, yeah, and then it's like apparently Ultron made like millions of robotic drones in like a couple of days, and they destroy yeah. every single it's one. It's like of a them massive time well. jump because he escaped from um, obviously Stark in Stark Industries, the Starkville yeah. in New York, and then the next scene is is the twins, um, the Maximoff um, twins. Yeah. Like meeting him in like in the Sokovia, and then he's got like a huge army of robots building stuff for him. And I'm like, and it's it's like, it must be a massive time jump then. Exactly. Yeah. But, you got to think like they were trying to portray that like, he was sort of like an ant colony that like they could establish, they could do all this work in like a matter of hours. But it felt quite flat because, yeah, you're right. It just seemed like every time they cut away, massive amounts of work had been done. Yeah, I feel like and. And they established, and they that like there's not a lot of vibranium on Earth. Blah blah blah. 
all of a sudden he's created a massive army full of thousands of these vibranium robots. Yeah. Robots. <laughs> Obviously, you've got a first, like, you know, entrance to Wakanda. Yeah. To be honest, right, I just think that this was what this was like um, a growing pains movie, in that it needed to be like done to establish stuff like um, civil war and yeah. stuff further down the line. But I, I feel like you could have not. I feel like you could have just done an Avengers film with another villain. To be honest, because yeah. if it's going to set up the Sokovia cause and look, oh, this is the Avengers' destruction of Sokovia. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you needed to have the film. I think you could, you could literally, or it could have been like them fighting against like, like a villain and destroy like another city in America or in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. But that, it first is wasted Ultron for. Actually, I'm gonna mm, actually. No, no, I, I was gonna say that you do need, you do need to have this film in general, but then, but uh, but then kind of you kind of do because obviously it sets up the maximum of twins, so. Yeah, Quicksilver and Scarlet yeah, that, Witch. That's what I was thinking. Like they needed to establish these characters. Right, and then, um, yes, what do you say? Oh, just just that. I was just like affirming your point, really. Just yeah, they needed to establish these characters, and obviously, like they they wanted to set up Vision. Um, obviously, like they wanted to set up more of the Infinity Stones where they were. Yeah. All right. Um, continuing on with Age of Ultron, got to talk about that four in the. Fountain or the, the the visions of four, which it it's only there to set up the Infinity Stones. It just felt so out of place, doesn't it? It it was like lazy exposition. It was like oh, four had like this vision of something, and he, then he went to this place in like Scandinavia, Norway, or somewhere, <laughs> something, yeah, yeah. And then he had vision of the Infinity Stones, and then he's come back, and then it's like. Oh, I had a vision about these Infinity Stones, yeah. you know, scattered throughout the galaxy, mm. and then obviously you got the um, then you got Loki set the Infinity Stone created vision. Yeah, but, well, yeah, that that was a deleted scene in that when <clears throat> when he's in the fountain, he's, he's meant to be possessed by these things called Norns, who right. in um, Norse mythology are meant to be the the fates. Yeah, so it's meant to be he's possessed by these spirits, and the spirits tell uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character. So okay. what's his name? Doctor, whatever his name was, Eric Selvik. Yeah, I it. think he tells him. So that's how, like, how like uh, Thor knows, because he like communes with the fates or some rubbish. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, like it, it was just like it just seemed like they they couldn't think of an idea to set up that everything revolves around these stones. Yeah, and these stones are very important, you know. And they obviously they need to set up vision, didn't they? they yeah. set up, it was like vision. Like these, there's so much going on in this film that, like, it, it, I just don't think it went well. Like, I, I think yeah. it, it falls under the same problem that Iron Man Two had. Yeah, it was trying to set up the next, the following plots of, you know, the, the, the Phase Three films. Yeah, and obviously there's. There's, there's so much deleted scene. There must be so much deleted footage because the first scene is them in like in the Black Forest. I think it's the Black Forest. And um, um, yeah, like Eastern Europe. Or yeah, whatever, and yeah. and they're all like together, and I just don't yeah. get that. And I'm like, what? What? Why are they all together? Like, okay, I'm I can't say I'm Man. Well, I'm Man Three now is he said he's done being. You know, he, I am Iron Man. 
I thought he was done being Iron Man. Now he's back on the suit. I know Captain America is like, and Scott and Black Widow are like, you know, continuing off yeah. from Red Soldier, but then like yeah. Thor's back. Um, yeah. I went, why is Thor come back? Because they found Loki's scepter. Yeah. I, th- I think it, it was it, just it, basically, the writing wasn't there, you know. It was just, right, how do we set up that all, all of these characters now know that the plot is going to be in Sokovia? I, th- I think it was just easier, really, to just, like, to get, like, fewer sets. Because, it, I mean, the third act was in Sokovia anyway. Yeah. So, you know, like, well, it's cheaper. You know, and then like, you got New York, and there was there was one in like South Korea. Yeah, and then I, I, I was I was a bit peeved that they just they set that Baron von Strucker at the end of um, uh, what's it called? Um, um Winter Soldier. And yeah, Winter Soldier. Him, and they kill, yeah. Him, they? kill him off straight away. <laughs> no, <sighs> just weird, very weird. Oh, obviously, the the Maximoff twins are there just to cause problems for the Avengers yeah. until. Yeah. Um, he just, oh, he just didn't fit so well. And also, it's, I felt it very stupid that I think people didn't like his film also was the way it can't, it betrayed Black Widow. Yeah. And like, well, Black it's Wid- just like, ju- just like eye candy. The romance between Hulk, Bruce Banner and Black Widow, it, it just, it doesn't lead to anything in the, yeah. in the rest of the films. It, I, th- it, I think it, it was just meant to be a reference to the comics. <sighs> but yeah, it was hollow, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, Vision and Scarlet Witch romance does it better because yeah. obviously it's, it's kind of played out because he saves her in phase yeah. in this film and then it's played out more in Civil War and then they're together in Infinity War. Then he dies and then obviously yeah. she has her anger towards Thanos and yeah. you know she's grieving. So mm. that works better, but that romance doesn't work. Also the idea that like, Black Widow is like a damsel in distress. She gets like yeah. captured and yeah. then Bruce Banner to go and save her. It's just, it's just like you don't yeah. obviously and obviously Black Widow is like a very empowered female yeah. in this. Well you gotta think, right? This this, this, this film came after right this this came after um I can't talk, sorry. Um this came out right after in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. And you look at uh you look at Black Widow in the Winter Soldier compared to Age of Ultron, and it's almost like a totally different character. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and also you look at Captain America, his disillusionment and his, um, you know his his um, his weariness of trying to fight for uh, heroism and trying to f- fight for humanity that he, he showed in the Winter Soldier has now been replaced by the optimism and you know, oh come on guys let's save the world that he had in the first Avengers. Oh, the whole swearing thing has got so annoying eventually. The joke. It's cringy. It's cringy. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, don't language. It's like, oh. Yeah. It's ha ha, he's an old man. Ha That's uh, basically just, it. Yeah. yeah, and then Iron Man's like, obviously, I need, obviously, he wanted to create a shield defender. Yeah. Because the events of like agents, you yeah. know, of uh, the first Avengers, because obviously we know that other life forms exist in the universe and they're very dangerous, deadly. And obviously shield has been disbarred. So, you know, shield is like, you know, completely yeah. obviously collapse or something, you know, um, really, I mean, it's, it's fallen from the inside. Yeah. You know, so they need, like, yeah. so obviously they can't rely on them anymore. So they got to do stuff themselves, but he, yeah. I don't think he needs to make Ultron. And obviously the trailers 
it was the trailer show that Ultron's going to be like you know there's like scary talk about like strings, Pinocchio, yeah, the whole yeah. AI thing. And he doesn't. There are no strings. And he's just like, oh, I did the dinosaurs got destroyed by an asteroid, so I'm going to do. It. I'm just going to lift up the city and drop it. It's just yeah. Uh, it's, you literally he could he could have been he could have been a, a villain I've been into like what they did with the you know Avengers and you know Fate of War and Endgame like. Have a, have a, he should have been. They should have had him later on in the MCU, like yeah, Phase Four and Five, back, yeah. And then have him be like the main villain of two films, yeah. But it's not. It's just. It's just this AI. It's typical AI. It's like, oh, you know, humans are bad, and yeah. obviously, I want to destroy the world and stuff. It, yeah. And he's just like the whole the whole strings and Pinocchio. I thought that was quite cool. I was, you know, it's quite creepy, wasn't it? How they had like this almost like a psychopathic AI. Yeah, but it doesn't deliver, does it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all is set up, and it's just not delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. And also, um, yeah. Back to what uh, Black with Black Widow. She obviously there's a lot of controversy found in when she says that she can't have children because of like the experiments yeah. made her sterile. Yeah. And obviously, people got really angry at that. Yeah. Well, I mean. You got to think maybe this is going to be explored more in uh, the Black Widow yeah, movie itself. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think it kind of shows how like she's she she makes it. You know, she's this like hard ass sort of like um, you know, like well, you look at her right. She's a, she's a badass. Yeah, know? and a definition of a strong female character. Yeah, but I mean, you know, she's she obviously like harboring all like this self doubt, you know, and like all like this pain, and you know, obviously like, a trauma and stuff. And she, you know, she she tried hard not to show that. Yeah. But obviously, she's found these people now who she thinks she can trust, and her sort of her mask is beginning to slip. You know, and does that mean that sort of like she's less dangerous now, or does that mean she's more protected now because she's showing her real face? Yeah. I've, I've, I mean, obviously, the film butchered that, but uh, I mean, yeah. obviously, Quicksilver dies. Oh, terrible! You just set need, up you, the you just, need, you just needed, I like Hawkeye. Hawkeye was people thought he was going to die because introduce his yeah. family and stuff. Yeah. But then they kill off Quicksilver. Yeah. And then at the end, like obviously, at the end, Hulk decides, "Oh, I'm just going to fly away." He ends up yeah. somehow crash landing somewhere, <laughs> and he gets on like a rocket yeah. ship or something. No, you know he, he no, I got it wrong. He flies. He flies the Quinjet away. The Quinjet. He? he gets on the Quinjet, flies away, ends up in space. And it's like okay, yeah. we that falls there for like Planet Hulk. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, you know, for Ragnarok, and then and then you got that argument between like Cap, you know, Captain America and Tony Stark, and it's like, oh, you know, like oh, this is setting up a civil war and stuff, and yeah, and then well, the I think new Avengers it, it? coming up, so it's like, okay, we've got these are the new Avengers. Yeah, they they, they wanted to set up in um civil war, right? Yeah, so they needed to set up this massive event where the Avengers were acting on their own uh, behalf. They weren't acting on. Um, behalf of Shield or any uh, world governments, they were acting on their own. Really, yeah. doesn't doesn't matter. They were saving the world. They were acting on their own. Plus, they needed to set up this um, this crazy, you know, witch Wanda Maximoff. Done, right? Yeah. They've set that up. They also wanted to get rid of Thor. Uh, sorry, they wanted to get rid of uh, Hulk. So they just chucked him on a Quinjet and thought, right. He's on a plane somewhere. We can reintroduce him later on. He could be on Earth. He could be in space, whatever. They needed to get rid of Thor. So what did they say? He needs to investigate the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Also that, 
the teams in uh, in Civil War looked evenly matched. Also, that they were sort of like set up so that, like, oh, you know, hmm, it's a shame the Hulk isn't here. You would best you know, yeah, the team easily. Yeah. You know, it's like it was very manufactured. I like Civil War. I think it's really good, but the setup was very clumsy. Yeah. It 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 yeah like this obviously you had the the, the you know disagreements going along in the first yeah. Avengers and you know the whole like debates and you know arguments between Steve Rogers and Tony Stark was in the first Avengers film and it continues just yeah but, you know in this film but I agree with you the way he's done is just so clumsy and the Hogbuster fight was so risky or when you set up how destructive the Avengers are yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and um, oh, what else? Yeah, and obviously... I mean, uh, and probably they wanted just oh, let's just put the Hulkbuster in it for no reason. So let's just have the Hulk go mad. Yeah, how are we going to do that? Introduce Scarlet Witch. You can toy with Bruce Banner's mind or whatever. I mean, if you bring back Ultron like later films, I'll be fine. Yeah. As long as they just they don't do it right. Can I just ask, right? How are they going to reconcile Wanda Maximoff's character now that um, the X Men are, are going to be brought into the MCU? Because in the Marvel comics, right, Wanda and Peter Maximoff are meant to be the kids of um, of Magneto. Yeah, but they're going to change that, aren't they? Unless, unless yeah, unless, like, the, unless but they, if, if, if the mutants are going to be brought into the MCU, like. How are they going to reconcile that? Right, unless they do a thing where their actual father, their real father, is Magneto. I see they can do oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah. Which could do it, or they could just change it. Yeah. I mean, but, it's only a little thing, anyway. Yeah, obviously, Quicksilver. I don't understand why they killed off Quicksilver. I think it. It, it wasn't quick enough, it seems. <laughs> oh. Um... God, their accents were terrible as well. Um, what well, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> oh God! You can imagine Joss Whedon's like, right? Uh, let's put on like the worst Russian accent you can do. Okay, uh, Aaron, <laughs> say Aaron Taylor Johnson in a Russian accent. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> oh, what, what was it? Um, oh, but then like his death, like oh, Scar- Scarlet Witch is upset, and yeah. then that's it. <laughs> and she she gets more upset when Vision dies yeah. and her own brother dies. <laughs> Oh, do you, know, do you know what I said about like the vibranium stuff? What yeah. do you think of um, introducing uh, Andy Serkis portraying Ulysses Claw? I think he was good. But then it's, yeah. I feel like he's kind of pointless. Then he gets he gets killed off in Black Panther. Yeah, I feel like okay, you can literally you, had, you can you literally tell, could right? have had him in a lot more yeah. films. You can tell they were setting up that he was going to be this big villain because they even you know um, Ultron chopped off his hand because. He's got what is it like the particle gun or something yeah, in the comics? Yeah. You know he's meant to be like this really big bad for Black Panther. Yeah, and he's killed off by uh, Killmonger instantly. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, I think it's same as because I think we've got to no, no, not really. <laughs> I don't. Really surprised like we go through the um, times afterwards and the point our longest is oh, in, um, in Age of Ultron. After Ant Man, like let's discuss like our favorite uh, post credits. Oh, that's good there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I would like to say a tiny little thing about Age of Ultron. Yeah, like, I don't really like talk about it, but like um, the scene with Stanley is brilliant. He, he's like portraying some like World War Two vet oh, or yeah. something. He's like he's a D Day yeah. vet. Yeah, yeah, and it's like Thor's got like this like what is it like centuries old brandy or something from yeah. Asgard. It's like oh, just, just give it you like oh, son, 
And, <laughs> and then it just cuts to him and he's like, he's pissed. <laughs> Excelsior. I do, oh, I do like the brilliant. Ford Hammer scene where... Yeah. And then Captain America, Captain America. moves it and then yeah. obviously Ford's face like, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was brilliant, yeah. Um, Iron Man trying to pull it up. What do you say? Like, oh, if, if I... If I made king, I'm gonna inst- uh, reinstall Prima Nocta. It's like, oh my <laughs> god, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, let's talk about um, anything I want to say. We'll talk about Ant Man. Uh, let's do Ant Man. Uh, let's film this bait. To be honest, the, Ed- the Edgar Wright movie that never was. The thing is, yeah, he got fired, didn't they, from his film? They didn't. They didn't like his like yeah. the, his vision of the film. Um, apparently, he still wrote the script. He still got like, credits on the script. He's got a screenplay credit, yeah. Yeah, but this is directed by Peyton Reed. Yeah. Um, I, I actually don't know what else Peyton Reed's directed apart from this one in the Ant Man the Wasp, but it's basically set up Ant Man. Yeah. It's set in Ant Man and and the multi the multiverse in some way, like that's really yeah. it. Obviously, I can it, see how like they were trying to ease the the audience into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so good. Like you know, Paul Rudd is a com- like like Chris Pratt is a comedy actor, and he got into like yeah. a more serious role. And he, Wait, I mean, he, he got into shape for this. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. When he's not, you're not a young man. What was he in his like early forties when he did this? Late thirties. You need to be like. Do you need to? Do you need to be like bulky to be in that man suit? I mean, you just have yeah, like a, I mean, a fat ant man. That's the it helps like the appeal or, oh, or, yeah. or have a or have a fat a fat thought. Fat thought. Oh yeah, yeah. But, um, people love that actually. To yeah. us. Um, but obviously this has like uh, Evangeline Lilly from yeah. Lost, Michael and Douglas. The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, and the Hobbit. Michael Douglas. Obviously, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Wall Street. Yeah, it's basic instinct. So a nice did, little didn't he get like fo- didn't he get like foot cancer from like from like sex or something? Uh, uh, Michael Douglas. Well, I don't know, but a nice little bit of like trivia for you about Michael Douglas is um, after the first Ant Man, they they said that sort of like oh yeah, we're gonna make another one and um, uh, the original Wasp uh, is gonna be in it. Michael Douglas wanted Catherine Zeta Jones yeah, to betray wife, uh, the wasp. The wife, and they went for yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer instead. Yeah. Why did they go for Michelle Pfeiffer? Should have gone for Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, it, it doesn't make a difference. Like, like you know, maybe it's like I don't know if she's like blonde in in the comics. Um, no, I, no, I think she got dark hair. Right, the original wasp. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, okay, but um, um, yeah. Obviously, then so, we got Corey Stoll from. Yeah, he's been in. Uh, he was quite pop. He was in House of Cards. He just kind of had House of Cards, wasn't he? So yeah, he was kind of a big name for like a time. Yeah, in and he's in The Strain as well. Yeah, he's in The Strain. Um, he's wearing this really bad wig for The, the Strain. Yeah, um, <laughs> he yeah he yeah he's the main villain. He's yellow jacket because obviously you need another a guy, another a, a villain that uses the particles. And you know, there's about the fam- of the week. The theme about this film is family, really. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the main theme is family. Yeah. And obviously, you got um, Scott Lang and his relationship with his daughter. Then yeah. you've got well, actually, not family. I say daughters is the main theme. And then you got the yeah, like, the like fatherhood. Yeah, yeah, fatherhood. Yeah. I mean, um, I I sort of liked how like what you were saying earlier, like how 
the, the different movies like to delve into different um, genres. So yeah, in this, this one, it's more film. like, yeah, and like the, not just the heist, but sort of like the ocean sort of like stuff where it's, yeah. you know, like, what, what is this? Like the setup and stuff, you know, explaining yeah. the setup, yeah. the crew. You yeah. Know, it's brilliant. I, I like that. And all, and also the sort of, the, the not the physical humor, but the, the prop humor. Yeah. That, the, like, you know, like, I forget what they're called. They throw in those discs and they can like turn something uh something like small tank, really Thomas big a tank yeah. engine like <laughs> a, a 20 foot long thomas the tank engine oh, or funny. like a, a six foot ant it's brilliant it, it's it's so weird and it? it's like it's almost like surrealism yeah it's brilliant um also you also there is um the falcon makes an appearance yeah which is, I like they went to back, they went to the uh, Avengers headquarters. Yeah. That, that was cool. Because you can, can't you? Like, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? This is the same world. You don't need to, you know, it's already there. Also, actually, I like that they, in the beginning, they bought, they bought uh, Hayley Atwell. They, they, they aged her. They obviously, DA, oh, yeah. they de-aged Michael Douglas to what he looked like in 1990s. Yeah. So, so basic instinct. Basic instinct, Michael Douglas, and disclo- um, disclosure, Michael Douglas, and uh, John Slattery as well. John Slattery, yeah, yeah, and it's Train Howard Stark, and obviously um, one of the villains, one well, one of the people that obviously main officials in that film also works for Hydra, right? So he's, he's the fellow that the uh, Michael Douglas breaks his nose, right? Yeah, he works for Hydra. Yeah. yeah. Ah, cool. That's pretty good. I think he's in later on in the film, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's Hydra, and obviously yeah. then when they had the they have the whole um, auction of the pin particles, you got ten rings are there, you got Hydra are there, you got a couple other criminal organizations mm. are there as well, which you know interesting. More in references and Easter eggs. Um, that's all I can say really. I I, I liked uh, Paul Rudd's performance. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a bad I, film, but obviously it goes into like it's quite a forgettable film. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like it for the fact that it's like it's quite you know light hearted, quite light hearted, funny. but also yeah. like even the Ant Man the Wasp is quite a forgettable film. But I think I've yeah, come yeah. under it came the first film that came out after Infinity yeah. War, and people wanted to go straight into Endgame. Yeah, that was a problem. But I, I feel like I feel like you needed a. I feel like for that film, you needed to have... Oh, actually, no, think about this um, film. Like Ant-Man, his sequel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man was kind of like a breather. It was like, okay, you're yeah, going to go yeah. from Age Ultron, then yeah. we're going to have Civil War, but we can have like a breather film. Like I, remember, like light... um, I remember reading at the time that um, people were, were referring to it as a palate cleanser. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so, you know, obviously, like, Everything's not like you know big and like, there's no big spectacle. It's all like you know it's the it's the same grain of oh less you know a superhero film blah blah blah. But it's you know, it's not like everything's not like really expensive. You know it's it's like getting another one out, getting money from you, but obviously not spending a lot of money in, in itself. Yeah. But um, it's a Marvel film. A Marvel film. Yeah. It's like it's also one you like. If you want to like take off, yeah. you watch every Marvel film. You go watch this one. Highlights really of the, this film is uh, Michael Pena playing uh, Louis or Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And the way he like tells stories, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm convinced. Like, since I watched that, that those like 
part of the movie must have been like word for word like Edgar Wright because yeah. it's just like that sort of humour like this, yeah. this word play sort of like frenetic humour it's definitely yeah. like his style I really want to see like a proper Edgar Wright Ant-Man film I mean it's never too late no no, no. but there will be a big cut of it now will not it it'll be like the Ant-Man Edgar Wright cut coming out oh, that'd, that'd be quite interesting like if he was to direct a superhero film of a superhero established already or an original one who would you like him to direct? I would like him to do. There's a James Franco. There's one that James Franco is going to be in. Yeah. And I want him to direct it because it's like a guy with like, oh, come on, what it is. But he's got like, not multiple personalities, but like he can you become different people, which can oh, be right. quite comedy. I can't remember, Wait, I think I know what it's called. Let me just look, look up on. Uh, I know James Franco is going to yeah. play him. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, but it was a Fox property. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Exactly. So, I, go- I reckon he could do a good Spider-Man film, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, like, but not, what, not one right now, but like no, no, a future one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it hasn't got to be like Peter Parker. It could be like, I don't know, maybe Miles Morales, maybe, you know, or like some, something else. Oh, Multiple Man, that's it. Multiple man. man. Okay, multiple man is uh, uh what's what's his uh Mutu with the ability to create instant duplicates of himself. Hmm. I, I think that'd be good. Make it like a comedy yeah. comedy uh, action that'd be good. Anything you want to say more about man? Um I don't know, Ant Man's quite I mean it's just like forgettable. I mean I like Corey Stoll, but I mean I mean Yellow Jack it's quite forgettable yeah yeah it's understandable i mean i did like michael douglas's hank pym yeah he's good yeah yeah i think he fits he fits well as well yeah. if you have like someone like hank like michael douglas in it yeah then then you know it'd be a good film mm. with it yeah all right so let's talk about this well this is finishing now we're going to we come to our conclusion of this episode, let's talk about our favorite post credit scene. Right, ooh. Right, so do we go over post credit scenes? And then, okay, uh, Iron Man 3, you've got um, Bruce Banner and mm. Tony Stark telling Bruce Banner his story, and Bruce Banner is asleep. Mm. For Dark World, you've got the introduction of the collector taking the ether. Yeah. Captain America, Winter Soldier, you've got the introduction of the Maximoff twins. Guardians of the Galaxy, you've got Howard the Duck. And obviously, Age of Ultron, you've got the um, Thanos appearing and said, fine, I'll do it myself, taking the Infinity... Um, what's it? it? What, the Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, yeah the Gauntlet, yeah. yeah. And then obviously, at Ant-Man 6, then you've got a scene from Civil War with Bucky and... Um, yeah, Bucky... Captain America and Falcon, and Falcon's like, Oh, I know a guy, you know, Ant Man. Mm. All right, okay. What, what do you think? Uh, which one's your favorite? Um, I don't know, maybe just like uh, <laughs> how Duck one in Gardens of the Galaxy, maybe. Okay, all right, that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe just like you know, because you see like the collector just like looks really like pissed off and just downtrodden. And like the the dog, like the Soviet dog, yeah, goes up to yeah, him and licks his face. And he's yeah, like, why'd you let him lick him? Lick him yeah. like that. Yeah. Ugh. 
And um, I do like the one though with uh, Thanos when he picks up the gauntlet because I don't know. It just seems like you get goosebumps. Like, oh, he's coming! Like he is. He is literally like yeah. on his way now. I would say my favorite one is the Ant Man one because yeah. I, I, I was more excited watching this. I think I remember I wanted to watch this film and then watch a post credit scene. And I think yeah. I, remember, I think I kept watching that post credit scene a lot. He was setting up Civil War, and I was so excited for the Civil War coming out. Yeah. And I think it was good though. Like you see him like pinned down by that vice. Yeah, like, yeah. How, how did they manage to get him? Like, yeah, yeah. But obviously, Age of Age Ultron, I knew Thanos was going to collect the Infinity Stones. So yeah. that post credit scene was like, yeah, okay, you know, he's now doing it himself. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, the Ant Man one, I was like, oh, you know, why are they in that situation? What it is? Because obviously, there was no like details about it. Yeah. Beforehand, so. That, I was really excited for that because it was like question open ending, wasn't it? Um, mm. That you know what what was that going to um, be about? But that's really it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think it was. I mean, some really good films came out in Phase Two. Um, yeah, some not so great ones. No, no, exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, you know. I don't know, like, when the next time I'd watch them all, you know, because, I mean, that's just quite a... I feel like, if, I, if I'm honest, the only films out of these I've watched, like, more than once is yeah. Winter Soldier and Guardians. Yeah. No, yeah. actually, I've seen four, like, twice. But Age of Ultron I've seen, like, once. Ant-Man and Iron Man yeah. 3. I just, this is forgettable, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, but, I, think I watched They haven't four... got that... They haven't got that rewatchability. Yeah, either. I mean, I take a little bit of pleasure in watching For the Dark World. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I can still enjoy it, but it's still not still not that good. But um, hmm. yeah, maybe it's because it has like London in it. I'm not sure. <laughs> Greenwich, but but that's it really. Um, when's it here? What's that? We're ending it here. Yeah, is it? Anything else um, you want to say? No, not really. I mean, I'm quite like stoked, really, to you know eventually get to like phase three. Yeah, so then, then like it all starts. Yeah, then, so yeah. phase three because we're going to be doing the phase three. Um, obviously, talk about that in a future episode, but we're going to split it down into two parts because it's such yeah. a big phase. So what? I don't want to do that though. Do you want to? I think we should go from civil war to black panther and then do and then do infinity war to then spider-man far from home yeah i think i got i think i think i think that works well to be honest yeah because black panther is like set straight after civil war yeah yeah and i mean you got to think like with like the the infinity war and endgame there's going to be a lot to say about that oh yeah yeah it deserves like its own thing yeah 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 we have to make like a second part for that as well yeah (laughs) i mean it's like two hours talking about uh infinity uh, (laughs) war um also we'll be doing like a future mcu um what we like to see in phase four talk about some of the upcoming phase four films etc yeah so look forward to doing that um all right so um oh yeah by the way we're gonna be doing a upcoming series soon called um don Cucina picks i think that's a working title uh i'm not 100 percent sure it's gonna don be Cucino. Don, it's gonna be don Cucino something or something don Cucino, but 
opportunity picks we're going for um, right now. That's a working title, but we could be looking at some of like the worst films of, um, you know, ever made. So hopefully we don't get a copyright strike from Starbucks for using not Starbucks, but there's a oh what a Donkey Chew is an actual thing. That's a thing. No, it's um, not Starbucks. It's from um, Jack and Jill. They're advertising Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, no, Donk- yeah, but Dunkin' Donuts actually has a Dunkachino. Oh, do they? Yeah. So I was like, I don't, oh. hope we don't get like a copyright from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I'm sure they'll they'll forgive us. Oh man, yeah. Actually, Dunkin' they'll, Donuts. They'll see the pain that Dunkin- we, we, need, we need to go through to watch. If they films. do, we'll just sponsor Dunkin' Donuts on this podcast. Yeah, you hear that Dunkin' Donuts free publicity? You're welcome. I mean, like, on Anchor, you can get, like, um, spot, scholar, sponsorships, but, like, I don't want to do that yet. Ooh, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, that's a, we're sorting that out. But, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Our next podcast, we're going to be returning to Casey's Conspiracy, and we're going to be, after that, we're going to be doing um, a topic with return return of... Uh, our friend Keats, we're going to talk about Simpsons memes. That's going to be oh good. Oh my god, that's so, going to be so funny. But um, obviously, uh, follow us on Overcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Instagram. Our latest episode is The Witcher, so have a look at that. We also did an episode last week on Chernobyl, so have a look at that as well. And there's plenty of um, episodes we've done as well, so have a look at those. We appreciate the, the time you put in for his, listening to his podcasts and any comments and suggestions you would like to make. All right, so uh, that's my cue to go. Thank everybody. Reese Bolton out. Reese Jones out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.